0: To you all welcome to Generation Tech, the tech podcast where we talk about tech from the perspective of two generations. I'm Todd Brinker, I'm joined as always by my dad, Jack Brinker. How are you today? I'm doing great. So, in the pre show, oh, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, except for the weather, I just got back from getting my car inspected so I can re register it, but mm-hmm. uh, it got suddenly cold overnight and the weather and the temperature is going down instead of up.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's nice this time of year, isn't it?
1: Well, it was just great yesterday, but uh, as I was going over to the inspection station, why even as the drops were landing on the window, I was seeing ice in the drop.
0: Wow. So, it,
1: you know, it was ready to turn to snow, I think.
0: Yeah, and snow or early, at least early slate, to, huh?
1: Yeah, earlier this morning, Heidi called from Virginia and said that it snow got four inches of snow on the ground up there. Yeah. So, uh but yeah, that's we, quite a, that's six hours from here, so
0: we were talking to relatives in Washington, and they said they had about eight inches on the ground, and it was still snowing, so
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and you know it's nice well, we actually had a cold uh, christmas it was the high of of like fifty five and it's been drizzly on and off for two weeks now, and uh hmm. we were we were like twenty degrees colder than you uh on the east coast you were you're north Carolina and i'm I'm you know Southern California we were 20 yeah. degrees colder than you on christmas which is really unusual for us yeah uh, yeah that's but amazing it's supposed to be drier and warmer over the next uh, couple weeks so but i enjoyed yeah. it for christmas well, you know i i mean not so much the wet but we need the rain so i was happy to see it but i just like the the cooler weather at christmas time you know at least you can yeah, wear just, a sweater <laughs> you can, like put a right. sweater on you know <laughs> sweater weather
1: yeah yeah so well we, we we were up in williamsburg virginia uh, three days ago
0: uh-huh. and
1: we we were out in the evening at the uh bush gardens mm-hmm. I, uh, i'd been to bush gardens in florida but not caught up at this one and yeah. uh, it was beautiful we literally went out there to see the lights i mean right. i've never been in a place that's had so many lights uh
0: do it uh, up big huh? T- treat
1: trees everywhere yeah beautiful uh, and that place is, I think, bigger than Disneyland. At least, last I saw, remembered
0: uh-huh.
1: of Disneyland. So I know it's well, grown. But
0: yeah, Disneyland has expanded quite a bit these days. Not in terms of uh, of square footage per se, but they did add California Adventure on. So they have a whole other park. They they built a parking yeah. structure and got rid of a bunch of parking. Um, uh, you know, because they could then park vertically. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, Disneyland itself has never been you know as people imagine it as huge and this wonderful like you know place that goes on forever <laughs> it's actually a pretty small space uh in fact so, yeah. so much so that you know that's why they built disney world because walt was disappointed right. that he didn't have room to expand his vision because quickly all the all the properties around it quickly got bought up once people yeah. saw how popular it was they put up yeah he ran down ho- to Florida and bought some hotels swamp land, right? he did he did <laughs> yeah interesting to note um the, when you're walking around Disney World, everything that you perceive as being ground level is actually up uh, at least one flight, if not two flights, uh, uh, you know, on second story or third story high, because they, uh, everything, they've got underground uh, buildings and stuff. Everything is built up. So what you're actually seeing is the second floor when you're walking around mm. on the grounds uh, at Disney mm. World. But that's also because it was all swampland and they needed you to be elevated above the swamp so yep <laughs> yeah so you know other good things that happened i mentioned it in our pre-show uh i i am a i have one share i am an owner of the green bay packers and my team i can actually say that you know most most people who root for a team say my team but it doesn't <laughs> mean anything my team won big yesterday it was 10 degrees there on on the field and by winning they force everybody to go through green bay they now have home field advantage right up through the super bowl as long as they keep winning and that means everybody's got to yep. come to green bay and play outdoors uh so oh boy. that that is that's uh, a big one. yeah that's like the 12th man you know it's like uh you know, if you're used to playing in, in uh, Tampa Bay, came up there last year and got us, but it wasn't a cold winter this year. I'm hoping that it stays in the in the, the snow uh, fly right. Yeah, like you know, if we can, blackout, if we
1: that, like, like that whiteout year, what, right? Exactly.
0: The... Yeah, it was the uh, the San Diego Chargers came to to the yeah. Packers and basically, uh, you know, I think they just literally froze up. Um, so, yeah, I'll take anyway. I'll I'll take a win any way we can get it, and if it means we have to freeze you out, that's cool.
1: <laughs> boy boy there was some good football this weekend, speaking of football games. I mean yeah. close games. I you know, I, I, I got to see the results, to but I didn't to yeah. I
0: didn't get to watch it. I because I was on the road. I I drove my daughter back home and oh. then I was driving back. I literally spent the entire day on the road. I got home after my Packers game yeah. started because it was the late game on Sunday night, but I had recorded it. And yeah. so I sat – I found out that the 30-second skip ahead on my remote for my – I have direct T V satellite. And the 30-second yeah. if, – if a guy gets tackled, if he gets – as soon as he gets tackled, if, if I then hit the skip ahead 30 seconds, then they're right at the hut, hut, hut. And then so, – so he'd throw a pass, and the guy would run, and then he'd get tackled, and I'd hit the button. And then hut, hut, hut. And then he'd hand off, and the guy would run, and he'd get tackled, and then I'd hit the button, and hut, hut. It was like perfect. That's the way to watch yeah. a football game. None of the, yeah, you know, LA,
1: the LA was the chargers, I guess, was it beat Ravens? That was a close game.
0: Yeah. And, the chargers uh, are a scary yeah. team in that they've been hot and cold, but when they're hot, they're as good as anybody. Yeah. You know? And,
1: and, uh, and then there was a Cincinnati Kansas city game.
0: Yeah. Well, Cincinnati and Arizona was. and Dallas. And
1: yeah, I mean, it was just succession of good stuff, you know? Yeah. That's my kind of football. I mean, I'm, I've got too many old loyalties over the years. I've uh-huh. moved enough that i would change teams. And so now I get to – I'm just kind of looking for good, fun, exciting stuff. And yeah. Man, I got it yesterday. I was so happy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, if you're just well, a fan mom of kinda, good football. Mom kind
1: of picks a team, though, I find out. That, you know, during the
0: game, she's, she's
1: cheering on somebody, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. any anyway. anytime I watch a game, even if it's a game that doesn't have anybody I care about one way or the other, I tend to kind of have you know, I end up picking somebody. I usually end up cheering for whoever is the underdog just to, you know, make it a good yeah. game. But mostly well, you just want but, good games, right? You just want good yeah. games.
1: But, just just but see, like the like the Kansas City Cincinnati game, uh, you know, being from Kansas, I sorta of have loyalties to Kansas teams, but uh but they're actually Kansas City Missouri, aren't they? Right, yeah. They can't see Kansas, City, yes. Kansas? Or Missouri, aren't they? But yes. anyway, since I went to school in Missouri, I'm, you know.
0: Yeah, that's closer uh, to connections
1: home. there. But but then Cincinnati. I mean, I, I lived there for about a year uh, while we were still RVing because we watched uh, Noah when after he was born. So we just mm-hmm. got got off the road and and had uh, checked out an apartment for a year. And uh really got to like Cincinnati, and we actually lived in Loveland just north of there,
0: but right, yeah yeah, it's a beautiful so, area anyway. beautiful area, you know, I mean, I lived in Pittsburgh, which is western Pennsylvania, which is not that far away uh you know we were're we're right on the border with Ohio there and and yep. West Virginia to the south, and uh you know that whole area that's it's beautiful and just super nice friendly people, i mean you know, just loved our neighbors it was just a, it was a, you know it was yeah. a nice place. Nice yeah, we place. enjoyed
1: Ohio that, that year.
0: Yeah, of course, both yeah. of
1: Haley's boys were born there just after Levi was born. Then they moved to, here to North Carolina, and we right. followed them. Yeah. But uh,
0: yeah, so I know this is this is supposed to be tech talk, but uh, the football stuff is fun. The Chiefs were the 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 number one seed in the AFC, and by their loss, they've dropped to the second position, which means that they lost their um their uh, their first week bye. So they don't get to rest and they've lost home field advantage through the playoffs. Uh, And, you know, interesting thing about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs is that since Patrick Mahomes has been their quarterback, they've never played a playoff game that wasn't at home. They've always had the home, you know, the number one seed. So be interesting to see Mm -hmm. how that affects them this year. Uh, Did you see the meltdown in the Tampa Bay Jets game? Uh, Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown refused to go onto the field and his coach finally just said, fine, then take your pads off. And so he literally did as he walked off the field, throwing pieces of his uniform into the stands. Uh, You know, I really think that guy has mental illness. And, you know, it's it's I mean, it's it's funny, but it's sad to watch. You really hope that he gets help. Yeah. You know? Either
1: that, or he's just just very volatile person. You know. Yeah,
0: but I mean, either way, he needs some kind of counseling. Whether it, whether it's you know a, a clinical issue, or whether it's just he has anger management issues. Either way, it's it's to the point where it's clearly it's affected his bottom line, and it affects his behavior in scary ways. You know, there's been accusations of of abuse of of women. I mean, it's just, and 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 I and. and I don't know that any of that's been proved, but it just that just, again, goes to anger management issues. The guy is volatile. And, you know, and it, it, you see a guy doing that on the field and you laugh a little bit. It reminds me of a movie from years ago it called yeah. um, Slapstick. There was a movie about hockey and uh yeah. one of one of the players gets ejected and he does exactly that he takes off all of his clothes and skates everything except for his his uh his skates basically and he just and he pulls his pants all the way down and then skates off the the ice naked uh it was uh, paul newman of all people um oh. yeah slapstick it's a funny funny movie uh and it's about uh, it's about uh hockey a hockey team like a minor league hockey team uh, uh. And I saw it at the drive-in with a bunch of my friends from high school and water polo. We, uh, In fact, I, I probably have told you this. We went in two cars. There was 15 of us. And, uh, really? Yeah. And so we put a bunch of lawn chairs in my friend Kevin. Well, we parked outside the, the, the drive-in, and it was one of those where you paid by the car load. And so we put all of our folding chairs <laughs> in Kevin's Pinto, and then everybody jumped into uh, our Volkswagen Beetle that I was driving. And so and the, and so the, and the, you know the Volkswagen Beetle had those little like running boards along the outside. They were right. they're only about 2 inches thick or 3 inches. So we had a couple kids standing on the outside with their you know they would lean and put their head in the car, but they were standing on that. And and I just drove in going like, you know, 2 miles an hour, paid my $5 for the carload. The guy laughed at us and let us in. And uh and <laughs> then <high> <laughs> Exactly. You know, he says, "How many are in there?" And I said, "Does it matter?" And he goes, "Well, not really. I'm just curious."
1: <laughs>
0: he wanted uh, to
1: tell his buddies, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: so we had 14 uh and uh, and then Kevin drove the Pinto behind us with the um with the uh, with all the lawn chairs and we set the two cars up and and uh and put all the lawn chairs in between them and we sat and watched uh um Animal House and Slapstick together as a double feature. That was a fun night. So, uh like it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, and then my Lakers won last night, too, so I was a happy camper, because they've been very Yeah,
1: by, by the way, getting getting vectored back toward tech, you, you do know <laughs> that uh, uh, Vegas has got their show starting on Wednesday. Tomorrow, I know, oh, the two, Consumer two Electronics
0: Show is actually going to yeah. go, we'll see. I've seen several major vendors pull out and say they just don't want to be there with Omicron surging, and, and uh, you know, ironically, yeah. if they were just going, I mean... Uh, everybody make their own decisions on this, but you know, if they were going by numbers, the numbers now are worse than they were technically than they were last year in terms of, uh, infections. Uh, but you know, the, the, the consensus seems to be that Omicron doesn't cause generally as bad of an illness, especially if you're, if you're vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, I, I would say stay away, but, uh, well, yeah. yeah,
1: you know, the, the only reason that numbers counted was for hospitalization availability. If, if well, no, death also counts. Required. That
0: was the other number they counted was death. Well, <laughs> you
1: know? de- death death has been so low, though, uh, they haven't even been reporting it.
0: It has not been somebody... so low. They quit reporting it because people got tired of it. More people died in 2021 20, than 2022 from COVID, or than 2020. Well, not, More I'm people died.
1: Strictly, I'm, I'm not talking COVID. I'm, I'm oh. talking, uh, the, the yeah, I am talking COVID, but the latest version of COVID is Pretty mild, everybody's saying.
0: Well, they're saying it's people, mild if you're vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, people are, you know, people are still dying. That's the problem. Is it's, 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 you know, again, if you're if you're vaccinated, it seems to be okay, and and generally it seems to be mild. But again, anybody who has comorbidities, and if you're not, and you're not vaccinated, it's still a risk, but, and and not a small risk.
1: But I heard that of the deaths, uh, over eighty percent of them are still from Delta.
0: So, well, that's possible. I don't, you know, I haven't seen that, that breakout. Um, and the oh. other thing that we don't know is, is that, you know, uh, although they, although they're sold out everywhere, um, they did have, you know, for, for, for a hot second there, they they bought, they had out and they were all sold out of the home tests. So those don't show up in the statistics at all, because, you know, if you take a home test and you're positive and you just decide to stay home, uh, you know, that doesn't yep. even show up. So we have no idea. uh how to even report that it's funny because i saw an article on how to report that and reached out to somebody who had used a home test and i i know that had tested positive and they said yeah i tried but my county health has no way for me to report they say they want the data but there's nowhere for me to tell somebody so it's like i don't know what to do i'm trying to be a good citizen tell them you know but yeah you know, it's like they just i
1: i i think from the get-go this whole business of of uh data for an illness like this, this' has been a total bankrupt system i mean it just was if, if if they really want to have honest data they should have uh, also accounted everybody who had the uh, the, the had the uh, thing regardless of the vaccine because they were inoculated they did it the hard way you know and we don't even know how many there are like that
0: What are you saying? What are you saying?
1: When somebody had COVID, then they were inoculated. It was as good or better, depending on which which liar you want to listen to. (laughs) Well, uh, well, if you're going to say Uh, which liar, then it wasn't as good or
0: better. It was good or better or worse, depending on who you listen to, because it's been all over the board on the experts on that one. You know, it's it's I've heard it. Both ways, you know, it just like you said, it's it's I think what it is, is there's a whole bunch of experts who don't really know. And so you're asking best guesses. And clearly, there's been plenty of people in the medical field who have felt obligated to tell you an answer that they thought would then manipulate you into behaving the way they wanted you to manipulate on both sides of that issue. And so they'll give you the answer that it doesn't have anything to do with truth. It's just how they think you're going to react to it, like the whole mask fiasco early on. You know, if they had if, if just come out it. and said, you know, don't don't buy up all the masks. We need them for doctors. But that and then later on said, OK, now we've got enough masks, get masks. I think most of the population would have behaved responsibly. Yes, there would have been some idiots who would have gone and hoarded masks. But to lie to us undermined everybody's trust in the in all the medical establishment, because, again, they were just yeah. trying to manipulate us by giving us an answer they thought would then get the result they wanted, you know. Yeah. And, when, and when you get found out then you've your credibility shot yeah which has nothing well, to do well, with tech either way
1: well well the, the other thing is is that uh, people uh just get tired of seeing certain faces around you know yeah that yeah they, they, they immediately turn off the television if fauci's face shows up you know I mean this happens all the time
0: yeah. Well, honestly, I think that's probably he... what cost uh, Donald Trump an election because people just got tired of, you know, because he was so yeah. in the in the media yeah. and so on Twitter and so on. People just got tired of him. Yeah. You know, but I really that, think that, that was you know, I think that backfired on sure. him. I think it helped him get elected the first time. And I think it, it bit him the second time. Yeah. So um, anyway, let's talk about hey, Apple's what... strongest competitive advantage. This is it uh, based on a
1: competitive advantage.
0: Yeah, there's well, an article is, on Seeking is, Alpha.
1: And so this is a financial perspective, basically. But mm-hmm. financial people also care about the, the key things that, like, uh, uh, competitiveness long term. Right. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. Is this uh, a worthy investment? They, Are they going to continue to be and, competitive and a, and a, and a earning an earning and ongoing entity? And, and uh, you
1: know, <laughs> and then and, and that that way, the strongest competitive advantage is their, their number 10 out of 10 is their uh, ability to have uh, uh, the, the how do you want to say at the system? Uh, integration of all of the various moving parts. <laughs> right, yeah. But it's an the, ecosystem the, an that, you're, that you're buying into.
0: The ecosystem, e- ecosystem is the term.
1: That's the word right. I was struggling to find. Right. Yeah. And, and ecosystem
0: and, is not only the stuff they sell in terms of like a physical thing, but also their services. That's what ties it all together. So, you know, it's like <laughs> I can send a message on my phone, leave my phone sitting here, walk in the house, pick up my iPad, and and then see your response, send you a new message, set that down, walk into my bedroom, pick up my laptop, see you You responded to that message, and respond again on three different devices in a matter of seconds, and all of it's integrated. Yep. Yeah. Um, and wi- Windows is trying to do that with Android. Windows 11 is supposed to be much more integrated with Android. Um, mm mm-hmm. But uh, again, solutions from two different companies, and in fact, involving three different country companies, most likely, because unless you have a Microsoft uh, 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 tablet or laptop, or, or la- yeah, tablet or laptop, uh, you know, so so you have your Lenovo computer, you have Microsoft operating system, you have the Google operating system, and then an Android phone from somebody, probably Samsung. So you've got four different companies trying to integrate and do the same thing that Apple's doing as one company, and therein yeah, lies anyway, the competitive anyway, advantage.
1: The this article's discussion had a lot to do with what the various competitors like Google and Microsoft and all have yeah. tried at one time or another to do a, uh, about this. They mm-hmm. did mention something that I was kind of not aware of. And that was that apparently the uh, Android operating system as uh, a separate entity is uh, been losing ground. And it was starting to make people think it's going to disappear because everybody else has taken the, the root thing, like uh, 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 who's the other Amazon? company? Amazon, yeah, and made it their own. Yeah. So that uh, you know. Yeah. Google Since they no op- longer really has control over that. Google open sourced call- it
0: from the get go, so you could any company could say, "I'm going to take the the core technology and make my own version of the operating system, much like Linux, and yeah. uh, and run that and yeah i I think they still have to to um, uh, I take that back that, yeah the, the issue was there was no, no licensing there right but they're required yeah. if you do if you do that I think the requirement was that if you link it that there were certain pieces of code you were not allowed to change or remove, and that was the code that allowed Google to track what was going on on that device. So so that was Google's thing was we don't care if we make money uh, selling an operating system. We're going to give away the operating system. But any time anybody's running any version of our operating system, we get tracking information about, like, you know, Internet behaviors so that we can then sell that yeah. as our as part of our advertising. Because people forget that Google is essentially an advertising company. Right. You know, right. they have search <laughs> in order to gather information for better advertising. They have you know, Android in, or, in order to gather better information for advertising. Everything on Google is about how can we sell ads right. to people.
1: Right, which leads nicely into the article uh, I sent before that, and that has to do with the Google search engine. Right. Uh, appa- apparently, uh, Apple has been substituting some of their own search efforts in place of Google search, even though you have the Google search engine selected. Yeah. So you don't always get Google results. So Apple has been uh, uh, developing and building a search right. engine for some time, apparently. Right. And I wasn't aware of that.
0: Well, and it's it's funny because it, it's it's uh, doesn't surprise me, and I vaguely remember like two years ago reading something about Apple was looking into doing that, and of course most people poo pooed it and said, "Ah, oh, nobody's you know Apple A has not had much." Uh, uh, Success with uh, internet based things and B, uh, they, you know, their search engine. Nobody's been able to out search Google for the most part, unseat them. But, you know, I will say that on all of my devices, I use DuckDuckGo as my default search. Now, on rare occasions, I will go back to Google and do a search there, but I have found DuckDuckGo to work just fine for me. Um, I haven't,
1: yeah, I haven't used Google search in
0: years I, yeah i yeah. the first
1: thing i do when i get a new device is change the de- default engine
0: right i do too but it doesn't surprise me that apple's doing this you know it's funny i i really believe that the the secret sauce to apple right now if you look at how they do things is they test technologies in incremental ways in small things like before they went to try to do an oled phone they wanted to see well you know can we produce oled at a high enough quality that doesn't have burn-in, because those are issues with OLED, and mm-hmm. can we do it, you know, at scale? And so they went; they, they had OLED screens on their watches, and they did that for a couple of years before they then did OLED screens on a phone. Um, yep. You know, the uh, the micro LEDs they wanted to see how well those are going to work on a, a larger scale uh, monitor, and so they started doing it on iPads. And then they put it onto their most recent laptops. And next you'll see it on a larger monitor, you know, like the, um, the iMac, the 27 inch iMac. You know, they start it mm-hmm. with something that's smaller and, and easier and maybe lower volume. And they start, and they, they so they, they're really good at like creeping things forward like that. Like, you know, um, the all of the AR stuff that, and the LIDAR that they've been putting in iPads and in phones. You don't think they're using all that to gather information for the self-driving vehicle, the the Project Titan that they're working on? Right. That's, that's yeah. the way they gather information out in the field and see what it's really like. Every time you take a picture, it's also taking a LiDAR scan. And the thing about Apple is they're not then sending, like, your picture back to look at or anything. What they're doing is yep. they're sending back just some, some data about, like, you know, the location and how well it's it's uh, the LiDAR is picking up, like identifying people and things like that so that they can then use that to make sure their car doesn't run into people, um, you know, and so they're, they, they're really, really good at that. And so the idea that yeah. they would then start like, you know, one out of every hundred searches or perhaps certain search topics, when you only, when you put in this word, we'll, we'll run it, you know, our search uh, instead of their search. And then we'll do a quick compare between the two, uh, us and Google, we'll do them both simultaneously And Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, and then display our search if it's, you know, if they match. And so, um, you know, and then they evaluate those to make sure that not only did they match, but were they right? Was that what people were looking for? Mm -hmm. You know, did they search again in a few minutes? And so they're doing all kinds of studies like that all the time with with physical things and with software things to see what makes sense. Because they've got the world's best test platform with, you know, billions of people using their stuff.
1: Apple would just love to stop paying Google or even offering Google the opportunity to, yeah. to have the uh, search engine.
0: You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, whether we, I, we, we've read about it. Google is paying Apple for to be the default search engine, like $10 billion right. a year or something like that. Billions, yeah. They don't, they don't want to give up the billions, but I think that they would love to be able to say, uh, you, you know, we offer well, you well, a secure search engine that doesn't track you. You know, here's yeah. the option. You can do it this way or you can click on ours. Which makes me wonder yeah. why they just haven't bought DuckDuckGo because they could just buy them outright and then have you know something to start with. But maybe they feel like they've got a technology that, that's better and they don't, they don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But privacy is their thing. Right. You know, that's what drives a lot of what they're doing and yeah. because that helps them. That, that sells phones.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, and I can see that being their their reason for, for wanting to do this, right? Because why would you say let's yeah. take a feature everybody loves and trusts out of our phone – and and give up ten billion dollars a year. You, you know, know there, there's got to be some real motivation about. to want to do that. You know, because that's the,
1: the, the one thing I don't understand though is in China, how does how can anybody buy an iPhone because nobody's going to trust them because they've got private information. Who? I mean, the government won't trust them, right? Who? They'll know whoever. I bet you the government knows everybody in China that owns an Tr- iPhone, and they're all won't suspicious. trust
0: who. You said trust um, trust The, the government. You the know, government, the trust government
1: would, would, Won't trust. Doesn't like the old business of privacy. They're anti-privacy. That's the government. Okay. they snoop everywhere. Right. That's why they well, got of cameras Apple. And stuff. Apple
0: has had a policy of following the laws of the country that they're in. So um, you know the the all of the backup the iCloud servers for for Chinese um, uh, nationals are on Chinese servers. So that, that, that was something that they acquiesced and they're doing. Um, and and right now, if you do an iCloud backup, even though things are secure on your phone, the iCloud backup is not encrypted. And so that's available to them. To, oh. So they can they can search all of that. That's already available. So So if you live in China, you live by their rules, even if you have an iPhone. It might be encrypted on your phone, but if your phone has been oh. backed up, they know what's on it. I got you. If they want to, you know, and like uh, the VPN software is illegal in China. So Apple had to remove it from all of the app, from the app store in China. So if you have an iPhone in China, you cannot have a VPN.
1: No private networks.
0: Nope. So, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's, they're secure, but they're secure within the limits of what the, they're legally allowed to do um, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's a you know more than a billion people there, right? That's too big of a market. You know, I mean that's a whole other story about the the impact of of China on the world market because they're you know they're impressing their uh, their philosophy on the world because too many businesses are afraid to lose that marketplace. So like uh, mm-hmm. I just I just was listening to a podcast last night and I didn't realize this, but their their president premier what what's his name. Zhao Jing? Zhang.
1: Zhang. I don't know.
0: I, I, can't, I, I don't <laughs> have it in front of me, and I can't pronounce it anyway. But he apparently wrote a book. And Amazon, like they always do, you know, put the book up for sale in a couple different languages. China basically told them that you're not allowed to allow anybody to give it anything other than a five-star rating. If you do, you will not be allowed to sell anything in China. So guess what? Worldwide, his book has a five-star rating. And Amazon doesn't even have a huge footprint in China right now, but they're trying to expand because it's the largest marketplace in the country, or in the world, rather. In the world. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, companies acquiesce when there's a lot of money at stake, you know. I mean, uh, India wouldn't let Apple come into India because India has a policy that anything that's sold in India has to be a certain percentage. I think it's like at least 60% of the stuff sold has to be actually manufactured in India to force you know, people to bring jobs to their country. So they don't want everything imported. They said if you're going to do it, you have to build a certain mm-hmm. amount of it here. So Apple built uh, production facilities in India. And, in fact, the iPhone SE is made in India, which, quite honestly, I think actually worked to Apple's benefit because they were trying to... Get out of just China and Taiwan anyway. So, so they wanted to have, uh, facilities in other locations. And so they're trying to diversify their production. And so that actually worked to their advantage, but, um, but they were forced into it by laws in India, you know? So, and it's funny, you know, because I should say it's funny, but it's, it's just, you know, it's the biggest elephant in the room, right? It's, it's, if you're, if you're, uh, you know, uh, South Africa, and you've got a population mm-hmm. of, you know, a few million or, or or so, you know, and you tell Apple, well, you have to do this. Apple may just say, well, okay, fine. You need us more than we need you. But when you're China or India or the United States and you've got, you know, hundreds of millions or even billions of people and and people who, who are consumers, then you say, Apple, you got to follow these rules. And Apple goes, okay, we'll follow the rules.
1: Yep.
0: You know. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't do everything they can legally to lobby to get the rules changed to their advantage, which they certainly do in our country, but that's tougher to do in a non-democracy. You know, that's a lot tougher to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. So, and the first thing the first thing you do is you you make sure that you're pleasantly giving the 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 leader of the non-democracy a five-star rating on his book, man. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I wonder if, uh, I haven't checked, I wonder because I I I don't.
1: I would publicize that if I were on a, 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 to the best of my ability, you know, if I were on Facebook or one of those kind of social media so that the world knows that that's not a true five-star rating.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, except that the, the, you know, the the company, let's say like uh, Amazon in this instance, can't do it as Amazon because if they do, then the Chinese will retaliate and just say, you know you do that that's not the way we play we play by stacking the deck in our favor and if you don't do it our way we don't let you play in yeah. our playground and so you know if if amazon wants to do business in china they've got to play by the rules and basically one of their rules is our guy gets a perfect rating period yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's just it's 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 so funny you know and and the um uh you know while things like that i think even if you talk to somebody in China, they'd say, well, yeah, that's stupid, but that's just the way it is. They'd probably roll their eyes and say, that's the government, you know, um, yeah. just like there's certain things that we roll our eyes and say, well, that's the government, you know. Um, yeah. I, but I think that at the root, too, there's some social things that are just different between, you know, societies as well, different social norms. And so, um, you know, it's, it's it's difficult for a company that goes global to to find a way to fit in everywhere, right? cuz each company sort of creates its own personality. And so um you know, it's 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 a fine line. It's a, it's an interesting dance that these these companies have to do. But, you know, Apple's creeping up on what a valuation of close to 3 trillion dollars, so I think they're dancing pretty well. Oh yeah. At this point, on that Seeking Alpha page, they had their their valuation and, and their uh their current uh market cap is 2.91 trillion dollars. And it was what, two years ago? They were, it was two trillion, was sort of like they were the first company to crack two trillion. And now they're almost at three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I always, uh, sometimes I feel good and sometimes I feel bad about getting out of the investing business. But I sort of figured at my age, I, you know, yeah. it's a gambling game and, and uh, I, I, I can't risk very much anyway. Yeah, and and it's seductive. So once you're in there and you win something, you you yeah, it's 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 like all
0: gambling, right? Yeah, you're doing well. You want you want to put more in, and then and then you know it's cyclical too. So you got to you know learn the cycles. Anybody
1: who's been in a game long enough knows that there's a there are been times that got kind of tense. You know. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would say you know if you enjoy the adrenaline rush of doing that kind of thing, assuming that you don't have a a. you know, gambling problem would be just say, okay, I'm going to set aside, you know, X amount of dollars. And if it's gone, it's gone. Just like, you know, you've got to be like, like if you were going to Vegas, right? It's like, I'm going to gamble with, you know, a hundred dollars today. And if, and when, when that hundred dollars is gone, that was what I paid for my entertainment and the, the the excitement of maybe winning Um, and, you know, and, and it's done. But, you know, if you win, you win, you get, you know, you could, you could, you can win, you can lose. But if you enjoy that, fine. But like you said, it's it's it, a lot of uh, uh, anxiety-induced. And uh, yep. and it's one of those things, too, that, that you um, – uh, it, it sort of requires that you sort of live with your eye on the market almost all the time, right? So so you're checking oh, your yeah. – the, the, you know, if you're a, doing – because a... were, we're, we're essentially talking day trading type of stuff. So, I mean, you're essentially watching the, the trends yeah. hour by hour, day by day. You know, to know where you're at. Yeah. It's like watching sports. But
1: (laughs) but anyway, I I remember a few years there when I was involved where it was paying for just about everything. Yeah. I mean, my Apple stock was just marvelous. Yeah. You know, but as as I Mm -hmm. said, anybody who's been in it long enough, you know that that doesn't last forever. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Well 10 everybody years ago searched. when I was teaching I had a business class and one of the things that we did in our business class was uh everybody got like uh, a fake $1000 at the beginning of the semester and they invested yeah. as they went through the semester and I remember uh vividly one one kid you know cuz most almost everybody was like you know buy this sell that buy this sell that they were going throughout the whole you know semester buying and selling and one kid bought yeah. apple at the beginning of the year didn't do anything else sold it at the end of the year and won <laughs> Yep, <laughs> he, says, he just put his whole whole chunk of money into into Apple stock and won. Uh,
1: well, that was the that was the other thing is I didn't buy into that diversity thing. I I was strictly an Apple investor. I said I got to know what what's happening to my right. investment, and right. you got a mix mixture of things it's too much yeah. trouble to. Right. It, you know?
0: Yeah. But but you were also you were an Apple investor, but it wasn't like you just bought it and left it alone and did nothing. You you would you would watch you, you learned to out. kind of watch the patterns and so you'd get out and then and then you'd get back in and then you'd get out and then you'd get back in and yeah, yep. and, and that meant that you had to watch it. You had to stay on top of it and sort of learn what the patterns and cycles are. And and those aren't perfect, but they're sort of nope. things you can get get a feel for, like, you know. You,
1: it, you know, there's there's a certain knowledge to investing. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Buy low, sell high. There you go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, uh, what do you uh, what do you think you'd see if you if you went up to Vegas to the Comdex, or whatever um, they call it
0: anymore? Yeah, CES, Consumer Electronics Show. Um, you know, I uh hadn't seen too much i understand one of the things that they're um uh that they're going to be pitching is is lots of stuff in and around the idea of uh virtual and art and and augmented reality type of things so a lot of people small companies trying to do things around that i think that's a real dangerous business for them to be in because the big boys are getting much more serious about that um you know Mm -hmm. facebook has been pushing Oculus really, really hard during this season, and I think I think it's a little bit of a blip because I think a lot of gamers have been buying those or getting those as Christmas gifts. The little Oculus uh, Rift Two, yeah. I think, is what it's called. Google but the, re- the yeah, but the reason that they're getting them is not because that's what they necessarily wanted. It's because Xboxes and Playstations are sold out, and Nintendos uh-huh. are were also close to sold out everywhere. So so all the main gaming things that kids would want you can't get yeah and so parents were like well this is a cool sort of different thing so let's get him this and uh, you know for a period of time over the over the, the vacation week between Christmas and New Year's the number one download on the uh, iOS App Store was the companion software for the for the oculus goggles for the oculus uh, mm. headset and uh, and I think that that's an indicator that a lot of people got them. Because they could, they you know mm-hmm. Facebook did something right there in terms of or, or got lucky in terms of their logistics and got everything here, and so those were readily available, and and you couldn't go buy your kid an Xbox or a PlayStation Five, but you could you could get him these goggles, and so were, a lot of
1: were those shortages due to the uh, ships? Uh, stuck some off, of it California? was due to
0: some of it was due to that, and some of it was just due to the popularity. They're, they're, I, a part of it was their production issues. I understand that they've been having trouble getting them made too. Because of wow. factory shutdowns and parts shutdowns, so factories that make the parts have been shut down. It's like the whole chip thing, right? It's, it's like they shut down some of the chip manufacturing compa- uh, uh, factories because of COVID, and when they opened them back up, now they're you know, three months or four months behind, and so now yeah. they're quickly trying to make as much as they can so that you know, but that's like, like if you go to buy, if you can find a new car to buy. Um, uh, a lot of the new cars apparently you're not some of the features are not available or if they are available they're only available in the highest end model of that car so they're they're still Uh, making the most valuable the ones that give them the most profit of the versions of the car but if you want sort of the middle line package or the bottom line package then things like heated seats might not be available because they don't have the control chips for it and they said well if we're going to put heated seats in one it's going to be in the luxury version because we make more money on that one so. I,
1: I read an article about how Amazon has insulated themselves from that problem, not a hundred percent, but a very high percentage. Because first of all, they invested in a whole bunch of those uh, uh, boxes that are that are become transports. You know, the car, cargo ships put them oh, on, uh-huh. so they own their own. Okay, they're not the only one, but they're by far the biggest owner uh-huh. of, of those sh- shipment containers yeah. or uh,
0: cargo. They, uh, yeah,
1: they, yeah. And, and then, of course, they have their own transportation systems in this country. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know other places, but throughout the whole logistics business, they have been investing in ownership of a lot of their own things because of this control. They, they wanted to be yeah. uh, immune to, you know, other people's decisions.
0: Yeah. They so seem they to want to be. They, they like have... this could happen. For a while, they wanted to have they, they've kind of indicated by their behavior that they wanted to have control of you know the package from when it left uh, the manufacturer to when it hit your door.
1: Yeah, and, and the other of course they own airplanes too, so yeah. a lot of times stuff that was hot sellers and stuff they just loaded airplanes full of it. Mm-hmm. Now it's more expensive to do it that way, but nevertheless they have product, you know.
0: Yeah, they basically took over your old uh, workplace. The uh, Norton Air Force Base or former Norton Air yeah. Force Base is oh, became a- where well, they switched it into being a, a depot for uh, for uh, cargo flights, and it's essentially all Amazon now.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's, it's yeah. That that's one of the major hubs in the area where they're flying stuff in and out of. They used to fly a lot of stuff into Ontario, which has a, a uh, commercial hub as well as the the uh, passenger flights. But uh, mm-hmm. now, now they're mostly just flying in and out of that one airport because they pretty much run it, <laughs> from what I understand. It's, yeah. it's, it's not surprising. Yeah. You
1: know, it's not, the, it's not the prettiest place, but those old things started out as warehouses, most of them. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that was World War II stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and they've got big flight lines. They I mean, they used to fly C-141 cargo planes in there, so flying in, uh, you know, today's planes is not a problem. In fact, today's planes yep. are probably quieter and, and more efficient than the uh, old ones were, anyway. And so, the people living in the area probably don't have to deal with as much noise as they did when it was an air force base. Yep. So. Well,
1: doesn't surprise me, but uh, Amazon knows how to do business uh, to avoid problems, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and Apple's was take an was
0: Apple's take was that they they went to a lot of those manufacturing companies early. Well well before there was a shortage because it was just their way of doing business and said okay we're going to deal do a 10-year deal with you and we want everything you can make (laughs) we want you to dedicate this line to making everything we do and here's here's how much we're going to give you and they did that quite a long time ago so they're they're still getting most of their stuff um you know there wasn't a whole matters yeah yeah, yeah, that's that's the flip side of of not wanting to lose like India and China, right? Is, because of the big market. Well, you're also you also right. have the big stick when you're the one who says, "I'm the the one buying the parts for my products from you," and and you know, Google makes, yep. uh, you know, two million uh, Google Pixel phones and calls it a good year, and Apple says we make two million in the first week of January, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, when i in my reading, one of the other items I thought of interest is that uh, Apple typically, if they get the overall market share of around fifteen to twenty percent, twenty percent would be high really for them in just about every product that they've ever made, with the exception of what? Do you know what the exception is?
0: The exception of where, uh, oh, iPod. Where,
1: where? No, Apple share of the watch. Oh, I watch far. They they are a mono, not a monopoly, but they are the leading max, high, largest share. Yeah, I no, you're know you're right.
0: Yeah, they they actually surpassed. They're not only the, the, the number one selling smartwatch. They've surpassed any single watch sold by anybody. Yeah. Any brand. So, anyway, the number one brand in watches.
1: Interesting little bit of information I picked yeah. up somewhere.
0: Yeah. No, I, I was aware of that. That as well. I had read that because they, they passed. They finally passed um, uh, Rolex as the number one uh, watch seller worldwide. You know, and yeah. I would have I would have picked like Timex or something like that, or Casio is the number one watchmaker. But apparently, because uh, Rolex yeah. apparently owns a bunch of other brands as well. But but they've they're yeah, Apple's the number one watch seller. Who knew? Yeah, yeah.
1: They certainly wasn't the, their ambition or. Uh you know, end in mind when they started the whole thing. Yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, it's surprising. Yeah. Uh, I, have a, I have an item here that's a little different kind of technology that I don't believe we talked about the last time, and that's uh, how to food feed the population of the world uh, with new technology. Uh, farming had changed substantially back in the well, 90s and the 2000s uh, by a lot of uh, changes actually out on the farms, all, big farms, first mm-hmm. of all, and, and then having uh, uh, pretty much robotic control of the tractors and, on those big farms and, and, and a number of other things, to, uh, uh, radio control of how much fertilizer you put on certain parts to the field so that only mm-hmm. those parts that needed it got it.
0: Yeah, they'd go out and do it soil samples the and, then, and then, yeah, it's all managed yeah, by this- computers.
1: Yeah, just a whole long list of things that revolutionized the farms. But the world population, in the meantime, has just kept right on growing. And where it's expected to go, they said that without some revolutionary changes in something as short as nine or ten years, there will be people starving uh, on a regular basis in the world. Now, it hadn't occurred to me that it might be that quick. Yeah. But but anyway.
0: uh, I, I would go further. There's people starving now.
1: And very often the problem,
0: the problem isn't having enough food; it's having political will to get it to the people.
1: Yeah, yeah. As long you're never going to solve those kinds of problems without actually uh, getting a a government that cares take over the The business uh, of eating. Goes. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think on my hearing, something happened to it
0: really yeah, yeah i'm here but you kind of shuffled around a little bit so i i heard like some scuffling oh, i couldn't I, tell what it was
1: yeah I, yeah I unplugged them and plugged them back in
0: okay because you sound different like direction. i'm it sounds like i'm hearing you through your uh phone or something differently than you were before like previously i, I was using the mic built into your earpods
1: oh i don't know oh good could, could have been but anyway uh I got it back to where we keep on going. I was worried right. we might have cut yeah. it off. Anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, oh, farming. North Carolina. Uh, the, the, the the new technology – yeah, I am in North Carolina. But the new <laughs> idea of farming is that uh, you take uh, farming vertical, and they have pictures uh, in an article
0: uh-huh. of rows on rows,
1: and those rows of crops uh, have a lot of uh, – assistance. Basically, it's hydroponic farming taking to an extreme. Uh, You know where I've seen that?
0: I saw that 10 years ago and it's been done and tested at Epcot at Disney World. They have a huge test garden there and they grow a lot of the food that's sold in the restaurants there at Epcot. And And they've got a huge demonstration farm and it's a vertical, basically hydroponic farm.
1: Yeah. Now, You know, they just need to keep expanding it to different varieties of food and and
0: uh, and whatever.
1: And of course, we're talking at this point about maybe
0: converting people
1: to a more healthy way of living and getting more of their their uh, foodstuffs from uh, uh, farms or vegetables rather than uh, meat. Because nobody talked in this article about how to mass produce. Meat, but but you could do it with other proteins, you know. Uh, Peanut farms and stuff like that have a lot of proteins and stuff. So there there are ways to get the proteins. And more and more, I'm seeing that you can buy meat substitutes that are more than acceptable. I mean, I've eaten a number of uh, turkey burgers and that
0: that are turkey yeah i've had I've had uh, several hamburgers i when they first came out I went and s- searched them out and found and made I actually did a comparison when I was doing the radio show um yeah. for those of you listening I used to do a morning radio show and I uh, had an impossible burger and a um what's the other one there's impossible burgers and um uh beyond burgers and yeah they they have found ways to duplicate the protein chains using all vegetable matter um although i will say um uh that they didn't look perfect and the amount of energy used to create that is is while slightly less than the energy to grow a cow uh there's still some issues there um you know in terms of like because part of the thing was oh well you know all these greenhouse gases come out of cows and that's causing uh a third of our thing but if you remember i think i brought it up on this show a couple of weeks ago there's a guy who found out that there's a certain type of like red seaweed and if you mix that like even 10 15% into their into the cow feed it like basically completely gets rid of all of their methane burps and farts and so right? you you can get rid of cow emissions by just blending in some seaweed and oh. and it's oh, perfectly cool. healthy for the cows because you know they're ruminants it's just a different type of of uh, vegetable well, I-
1: I I was, was going to say I don't think they're ever going to get rid of somebody who just wants a good steak.
0: Yeah. You know, there's there's no way to make a yeah. steak. Yeah. Yeah, notice the impossible um, and beyond burgers were both uh ground beef. You know, <laughs> that's that's a different uh, texture right. than than trying to duplicate uh, you know, a steak yeah. or a roast, you know, a pot roast or something like that. So, but you know what, yeah. I won't say never because they might get there. And quite frankly, yeah. you know, I don't care whether it's you know beyond meat or, or real meat if it tastes the same and smells the same and you know i don't care you know as long yeah, as there's right. no health issues one way or the other you know for me
1: yeah, yeah. right
0: you so. know the beyond burger and Pios- and impossible burgers that i had were both good i will say the beyond burger they use beet juice to kind of get it to look pink and it didn't it looked like like it was um not fully cooked hamburger to me you know cuz it was too pink yeah Whereas the Impossible uh-huh. Burger was colored differently and it looked more like a cooked piece of hamburger, and so that yeah. that was just that's a visual thing. It t- they both tasted fine. Huh. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but out here, like I can go to Del Taco and get I don't remember whether it was Beyond or Impossible, but tacos and burritos, I can get that as an option yeah. in, as a substitute for meat on on any almost any of the stuff that they have. They charge a little bit yeah. of a premium for it because I think it's a little more expensive, but. Uh, yeah. Um and uh I think is it uh, Carl's Jr now has a beyond option. Uh, quite a, most of the fast food places now have that. So if you're uh a vegan or a vegetarian and you want that, you can you know, get get the yeah. uh get the imitation meat and uh and hold the mayo. No well, ways. anyway,
1: <laughs> there, there's there's a expectations that millions and billions of dollars are going to be uh moved into this business of vertical farming yeah. uh, across the country, at least in this, you know, in the United States, uh, uh-huh. and, and probably around the world. Uh, and, uh, and it's not because, uh, of just, uh, just the, uh, land availability and all of that, but you can deal with a lot of issues all at once on these, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, controlled farms, I guess, is a good way to put it, yeah. because you don't you don't need a lot of dirt to grow things. A lot of people thought you needed the farmland. You know, well, that's, right. that's fine because you got a lot of natural nutrients there. But uh,
0: yeah, but anybody uh, who's grown anything knows it. you have to keep supplementing the nutrients if you're going to grow stuff. So that's right. Yeah, so that doesn't that's necessarily right. have to be the medium in which the nutrients are are provided. Yeah, I just shared with yeah. you an article about the Disneyland uh, uh, gardens and hydroponics, and how they're set yeah, up. Was, and it's you were I looking was at it, that
1: and I got to the I got to the bottom, and there's one on the North Carolina Cheese Trail. And since I live in North Carolina, that got my attention and yeah. <laughs> distracted me to it. So I think it's anyway, cool. They yeah. they've
0: got the the tomatoes basically growing in trellises, and then the tomatoes sort of hang down from the trellis. So so yeah. they're so like easy to pick and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an interesting way to grow you know tomatoes. Most people don't think of growing your tomatoes yeah. that way. They're, you know they grow up, but well. then they' sometimes the fruit's so heavy that it falls over. So it's like I kind of <laughs> like that idea. I actually you, have some read? some little baby tomatoes that I've been that I've sprouted and. Cro- I made a, a little mini um, uh, 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 shoot a greenhouse, mini greenhouse out of like a trash bag and then put yeah. the planter inside that so that they kind of stay warm and uh uh and i've sprouted them and as they start getting bigger i was thinking maybe i should just lay a trellis between uh i've got two storage sheds and so have them hanging you know have them growing up there and hanging down from the trellis i think i might try that be fun
1: well you know i did that with the grapes remember in california there i had that thing out the the back uh, patio yeah and and uh i i planted a grapevine that climbed up over there and went out and, and the grapes would hang down so they were right like there, easy to access. Yeah. The downside of that I found out though is the grapes kept growing more than we wanted to pick them, and they fall down and they get scrunched and make a mess, and yeah. bring, attract flies and all the other things. So yeah, you, know, you got to clean up after that. Yeah, you, you got
0: to pick. You got to pick the fruit whether you want it or not. Otherwise, it yeah it can get. Uh, and it was right by the back door. The other thing that was right. weird about it was we had uh, some neighbors who were Middle Eastern, and one day we were looked out our back window there's somebody in our backyard and we're like what's going on we opened the door and there's people out there pulling the grape leaves because they wanted grape leaves to wrap their um some one of their foods in or something it was like no no it's fine yeah. you can take it but we just didn't know why there was people in our backyard you know it's like yeah just ask we'll let you in the backyard you don't have to like well, jump the fence i think the mom was standing outside and, was and big sending big kids in plant, the... remember
1: that cactus plant that was clear at the back of the yard?
0: yeah yeah.
1: Anyway, there were people who would come out when that had its fresh uh, spring little shoots so that right. the, the leaves were tender.
0: Right. And, yeah. And the they, they ate them bear. like
1: beans. They, they said they sliced them like green beans. Right. And and then there was a there were two different ethnic groups that used the, that cactus plant and and they did it different and at different times of the year. I yeah. can't really recall what it was. Well, they also I would, have, would
0: a- have the those kind of purple fruit that they would put out on them, and those were delicious, but you had to be real careful oh. about making sure you got because those had little tiny, almost microscopic little prickles all over them. So you had to be real careful yeah. about making sure you got all those out before you uh, used the fruit. But the fruit was good. I, rem- You remember the ride back home from uh, when we, you and, and, and my brothers and sisters went, uh, went out for uh, a hike somewhere, and we found one and had the fruit – and you had to drive home with your tongue sticking out because you had prickles in the end of your tongue. We got home and <laughs> mom got the tweezers out and pulled them out of your out of your tongue. That, yep. I remember that was sit, I remember sitting in the passenger seat watching you drive with your tongue sticking out, and it's like that just looked miserable. <laughs> like oh my gosh, yeah. You made sure you made yeah. sure none of your kids got stuck, but you have. Them.
1: <laughs> well, and I was being careful too. Yeah.
0: You know? That's the thing is it's they're so little and so well, hard to see. You've got to be yeah, it's it's well, it's hard I think to be there was careful.
1: A bit of a, I think there was a little bit of poison in or something in there that it wasn't just the prick.
0: It Yeah. Was
1: I think I uh, think the
0: little the, those stickers, yeah, I think you're right. There's like a dust on those stickers that just naturally occurs there that is that that makes it sting more than just the actual stick. Right. I yeah. I I agree with you. You know, I I I'm not a, a enough of a plant person to know that, or a cactus person to know exactly, but I <laughs> that's the sense that I got with some cacti as well. But yeah, the prickly well, pear is kind of a neat plant, right? Because I mean, you can yeah. you can eat the actual like paddle shaped leaves when they're small and tender, and then it also yeah. fruits, and so you so it's there's lots right. of different uh, ways to use. Oh, and there that. was lots
1: of it too. I mean that. course
0: that was a big plant that was yeah i there was i don't know if that was one plant oh yeah at least yeah and probably 10 feet high i mean it was it was a large uh hedge of of prickly pear you know uh but that those kind of things i mean you'd see that kind of a hedge growing wild too they were just you know they they grow in clumps and clusters like that yeah so
1: anyway i in my travels over the years, uh, I remember I'm looking at the one picture you have here of a whole bunch of stuff under it looks like a geodesic dome. Yeah. And we went to uh, a very large place like that that was a really wonderful uh, in terms of the beautiful plants and, and stuff that, uh, that we saw. Uh, and it was being used as both a garden and a, a flower garden and a vegetable garden. And so they had put the arranged them in just a wonderful, you know, it was a tourist stop, so it it, it looked nice. Is all I'm saying, it
2: was uh-huh. beautiful.
1: And, and I believe it was in Old Mexico somewhere. I don't recall exactly where yeah. it was, but it was it was
0: really neat. Well, if you scroll down, I don't know if you saw the picture where they had a, a, a like a fish tank growing. You could see fish in there. And one of the things they're doing at the Disney place, which I thought was pretty cool, and I remember seeing this when I was there, was uh, they have fish growing, and then they have roots of plants going down into the fish tank. And the fish, their excrement provides fertilizer for the plants. The roots of the plants soak up a bunch of that and help clean the water for the fish. And they grow tilapia, bass, and catfish, which they then harvest for their uh, restaurants inside the park, and then on top they're growing the plants that they then use for uh tomatoes and lettuce and carrots and things like that that they then sell you know as salads and and vegetables in the park as well so you know they they cool. but they've set up a a system where the the fish help the plants and the plants help the fish which i thought that's, that's cool. also brilliant yeah
2: yeah you know yep
0: I know that they 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 talk about that. You can buy uh, fish bowls that have some. Usually, they're not like edible plants, but they have like certain types of plants in them. And then you have uh, you know so the plant sticks out the top, and the fish grows under lives underneath, and the fish, um, uh, I guess the fish nibbles on the roots, but not so much that it kills the plant. And it, and the plant uses the, the 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 fish excrement as its nutrient, and there and they're a symbiotic relationship. You can buy that package. Um, yeah. And so, you, you know, set it as a decoration anyway, in the house.
1: It, anyway, this article you provided me is dated May of 2018. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, already four years old now. And everything shows, except for the pool, stuff climbing on some poles. It's pretty much one layer deep. So that's substantially different than the uh, vertical right. farming that I'm talking about where you have multiple layers yeah. And, and the key technology that has enabled that is the fairly recent, really bright LEDs. If you remember, the LEDs came oh, out right. quite some time ago, but they were, they were crappy compared to the other ones in terms of light output. Well, today, I wish you could see my garage. Uh, my, uh, I couldn't put them up, so uh, I got a Christmas present from Brian my son in law, who can put them in, and, and they just screwed into the little sockets and replaced right. the bulb. And now this place is like a movie studio. I yeah. mean, it is so clear, it's like daylight in the garage. It's just yeah. amazing.
0: And, and a trickle of, of electricity compared to the previous lighting solutions.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So the te- LED technology has made vertical farming affordable because you're the cost of the, the lighting technology 24 hour a day stuff is low enough that it, it allows you given what you the amount of crops that you raise in a small area it it allow it makes it affordable you can make a profit selling this stuff and compete against the farmers you know mm-hmm. so yeah. that's that's the amazing thing it comes down to dollars and cents and and how do you do it
0: yeah, it's interesting. I read a a science um, a, a science fiction novel years ago now, uh, where they talked about like when you're building cities that that um, all that some buildings would be built for plants, so you could have mm-hmm. like a hundred story building and it would be all gardens. It wouldn't be for people. That that would be farming, and you could farm right yeah. in the city. And it was using technology just like this. And, oh
1: yeah. I... I expect that's the way it's going to be. And the reason is, is that you get rid
0: of transportation costs
1: and, and uh, yeah. and la- labor to work in this place, uh, can work right next door. you know, Uh, uh-huh. your, your employees. And so there's just a lot of major pluses to it. And, and of course, everything is scientifically controlled in terms of light and nutrients and, and all of that. And, uh, of course they will develop further as they, as they get the farms going. In terms of what's the best kinds of varieties to grow in those environments. Yeah. So, so anyway, it's, it's, it's a pretty exciting thing and it's considered to be one of the major areas to invest in. As I said, this all stems from the profitability motive, uh, to that's going to drive people to this type of farming. And it, and it's the only real answer to how to feed the world in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. no, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's it's, um, uh, and I think I, I it, not that often you say, hey, I'm excited about something that's happening in farming, but I'm kind of excited to see how this goes and and what what happens. You know, um, how yeah. how it how it happens. By the way, I just sent send a link to a uh, on Amazon. You can get an aquaponic garden with a fish underneath and you ah. can and it's set up so that it's got partitioned park, uh, part partitioned growing areas on top so you can turn it into like an herb garden so you can have fresh herbs growing yeah, in your cool. house and uh and uh and a fish bowl, and a fish, bowl <laughs> and a fish and they take care of each other so yeah
1: how
0: about so that that looked kind of cool to me in fact i'm kind of interested because i like i like fresh herbs you know yeah. i try to get i try to buy fresh herbs when i can and uh as oh yeah. most. Just...
1: Uh, in fact, they, they sell them so that you, they come in the soil already. So yeah. that it's not hydroponic, but, uh, we, we've done that with basil for a long time.
0: Yeah. 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 I like to buy the live yeah. herbs, you know, in, in the store, but you know, it, it costs a lot. To the do question that. is how,
1: how, what herbs do you use enough to do that? You know, basil right. was the only one we could figure out that we used enough to uh-huh. make it worth
0: doing. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, Anyway,
1: I at, when I sent you this thing on vertical farming is that I also thought it's possible that it could be uh, uh, sold at, at piecemeal through various uh, stores, you know, like Walmart and whatever in their garden section, where you could go in and buy uh, fairly simple expendable beds with LEDs, water sprayers, drains, valves, and auto controls for the for the uh, uh, aquatic part of this thing. Uh, of course, uh, if you're in the building business, you might even be building garden rooms in future homes. So you might want something larger than, you know, maybe like a, another garage or something specific to garden rooms because it needs its own controlled environment that that might not be the same as where you want to live and sleep, you know. Uh, and and finally, along with that, then you need the plant kits, as I said, so you can get not just seeds. But also the uh, nutrients and uh, uh, things to control humidity
0: and yeah, lighting
1: and you information, know, like you, said, you know, the LED how, lighting how stuff. How-tos. Yeah, and, and and the and the final thing was, I, it occurred to me that you're going to have problems most likely, like funguses and insects might get in here, and what to do about that. So, that, but the, but as long as you got a place to go that supports this, uh, I I would think there's enough sort of pseudo farmers like myself out here there who would set aside a room maybe and uh, build your own little vertical farm yeah and uh instead of going out and digging in the dirt uh Mm -hmm. just try it out you don't need a big room
0: well and you you can even you can even do it in a room with a potted plant i mean a lot of stuff will grow as potted plants you just got to make sure that you have uh a good light i've got um uh When we went we went on vacation a while back and I have some house plants and I set them here in my office. But my office is fairly dark. But I have a um, a um, uh, growth lamp, uh, LED growth lamp. It's uh, uh, infrared instead of or is it infrared ultraviolet? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's infrared, I think. Anyway, uh, hung that up and aimed it at my plants and put it on a timer so that they would have light during the day and dark at night. And because they need that cycle, they had to stay on that cycle. And uh, and then put the little water bulbs in so that they'd stay watered, and my plants were fine for for I think two weeks, and nobody touched them. Um, you know, That's ways cool. to do that. Yeah.
1: So I think in, I know that, that that won't be the majority of it. There will be commercial farming in, on a large scale in very large buildings and yeah, you know, and
0: the higher yeah. big warehouses. Uh, but I think it, for it. a skyscraper seems like a cool thing to me, though. You know.
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> but, uh, uh,
0: yeah. you know, I can it see them doing it in warehouse type spaces, but it'd be really cool to do it in a skyscraper. Talk about vertical yeah. farming. I mean, literally right up to the sea. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So anyway, I, I think farming is going to be uh, given greater attention uh, because more people will be doing it, not just the farmer who owns a lot of land and big yeah. tractors and equipment like that. Uh, yeah. That's that's going to suffer as a result of this except for certain crops yeah Uh, i when you talk about let's say wheat you know we still need a lot of wheat people still eat bread right you know so wheat farmers will be sort of protected that's what the big farms will be used for but these little garden type farms
0: uh, yeah uh, table vegetables Table vegetables can be grown different ways. You know, it would be interesting yeah. to see if people, uh, you know, if a, if a builder gets on board with this and says not only are we going to build a house with, you know, uh, solar power as an adjunct for power, but we're also going to build an um, a, uh, arboretum or a, a solar room into your house that's set up with uh, floors that drain and, and uh, allows you that's, to then basically have a greenhouse patio-type space.
1: That was that was my first suggestion, garden rooms. I yeah. maybe didn't read that, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it should be. It definitely yeah. should be. But, you know, if a builder got on board with that,
0: I think they could really, um, you know, I think a lot of people would find that attractive, you know. So, yeah. you know, you show, show your home, show your model home, and you've got a, uh, a complete green room that you go into, and it's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people who would say, I want to get up in the morning and have my cup of coffee, and that's where I want to have it. I want to go sit there where it's quiet, you know where there's not a television, right. where I have a rule that there's no phones allowed in that room, you know, and just go sit there amongst your plants.
1: Right. Yeah. Breathe
0: in the fresh air Sounds that they cool. create, right? And uh, Right. And maybe pick a tomato to, to, to uh, chop up and put in your omelet for breakfast.
1: Well, the other thing that I was thinking about is the, the circulation system in such a room. You might just have it automatically open and close windows, too or yeah. even the even even the roof if it's raining you know i mean you know who knows there's a lot of considerations it's that raining you want, want the free water them.
0: but yeah no i know what you mean yeah no there's a lot you of know. and and with home automation stuff you know we're just in the very nascent pieces of that right it's like like i have a whole house fan that i can turn on and off but i have to turn it on and off because if i turn it on and i don't have an open window somewhere it won't pull in the air from outside you know, I would love to have an automated yeah. window so I could say, hey, if, if if outside is cooler than inside, then open the window and turn on the fan, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the the automated home can change the entire design of the house. I mean, there's so many considerations. Yeah. But but automated window opening for both uh, the sunshine as well as for uh, yeah. fresh air makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, there's automated blinds and automated curtains already, but I haven't seen an automated window. You know that actually opens and yeah. closes the window, because uh, that to me, you know, you, you could set up a scenario where, like, okay, if it's over X number of degrees and it's cooler out and it's cooler outside, then open the the window and turn on the fan to bring in the the, the air from outside. But you know, in the winter, if it's Cooler outside, I don't want to open the window and turn on the fan because because <laughs> because that's not what I want so so you know but, so you got to have a, a a first test of saying well how what is the temperature right? Is the temperature above or well, below where I to... like it to be you know above or below seventy degrees right or whatever your number is yeah so if it's
1: in, in most places it's probably not what you want uh, so that's why you have thermostats right.
0: <laughs> right you don't but want th- to keep
1: messing
0: with it right which but, is a you know, control
1: system right? but
0: but rather than a th- <laughs> you know right now the thermostat is dealing with your heating and cooling system and sometimes you know that's less efficient uh power wise than just opening the door and having a fan if it's already cooler outside right on a summer day and in the evening yeah. after it cools down you may say well rather than uh rather than continuing to run an air conditioning system that costs me money now or more money I can shut that off and just open the door and open a window and let some cool air in.
1: Yeah, it all comes is, down to cost. Doesn't yeah,
0: it? which is kind of what I, kind of what we do is in the summer, you know, it's, I mean, we live in a desert, so we have to have air conditioning on during the day. But most of the time in the evenings, it cools off pretty quickly. And so as soon mm-hmm. as it's cooler outside than inside or even about the same temperature, we shut off the air conditioner and open the windows and say, and, you know, and then and then. It, it sometimes help it by putting the fan on, and other times not. But a lot of nights we sleep with the whole house fan on and windows open. You know, that yep, keeps the house comfortable and is much less expensive than running the air conditioner.
1: But there aren't too many climates where the ideal conditions are are like that for very long. You know, it's right. transitional.
0: Yeah, everywhere you you've you've got either too much or too little humidity. You've got too much or too little heat, and so we're adjusting it to make it comfortable for us. You know, and the alternative is, is live with, you know, T-shirts and shorts and blankets and and sweatshirts. Right.
1: (laughs) You just (laughs) layer
0: on, layer off. So well, it was like, uh, do a fair amount of uh, that, too. But
1: my feet are cold because of a a nerve issue I have in my legs. And uh, so uh, I had a friend over and he was telling me, well, you ever try a heating pad at night? And I said, well, no, you know, it didn't even occur to me. So I I did. Even when I have it on the lowest, I want it on only briefly, and then I'm too sleepy. I don't want to wake up, to turn it off. So I end up being too hot all night.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Well, sometimes I sleep with wool socks on. If it's cold, I've got wool socks. Uh, In fact, they're not an advertiser, but I'll tell you, I love wool socks. Darn Tough Socks from Vermont. They're, they're like $30 socks, so you don't buy, you know, I mean, it's not something you go and buy, you know, 20 pair of socks mm. unless you're just throwing money away. But they come with a lifetime guarantee. If you ever get a hole in your socks, you just uh, package them up, send them back, and they'll send you a new pair. Uh, and mm. they're super well-made, and they're wool, and they're made in Vermont. They're American-made. Darn Tough Socks are great.
1: Mm. Darn yeah.
0: Tough, huh? Darn Tough is the name of the brand. You can even Google them. And, uh, you know, darn like darning your socks and also darn like darn it. So, uh, dot com, and, uh, from Vermont and they make great socks and they've got all different kinds and different weights. Um, uh, they're actually one of the ones that if you're like a, a, a hiker there, this is one that oh, like all the hikers say, these are the best socks ever. And I have a couple pair and I love them. And, but mm. Yeah. Sometimes when it's cold out I just leave i just leave my wool socks on and change them in the morning um oh they are they hundred percent wool uh some are some are not, but most of them are yeah. Uh, yeah some of them have a little bit of um uh what's the viscous stuff that they call it? it's um I can't remember what it is um, well there's a type of well, of like stretchy stuff that they put in there with it they blend in with it sometimes yeah
1: the the only thing against wool socks is they used to be itchy but the way they uh harvest that now it's, un- it's my understanding that there's no reason to, at all to be itchy
0: right from, yeah and i have not uh, none, of my, none of mine are itchy um, i think it's it's a variety of wool too i think they're 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 different wool um but you know the nice thing about wool is that they're um they're uh being handled with uh uh, the the sh- the the animals are being taken care of. see this is merino wool fast drying hundred percent like I just clicked on That's randomly it. one of their pair, guaranteed for life, no yeah. strings, no conditions for life okay all weather yeah, performance. that breed
1: yeah that breed is is what gives a nice wool
0: yeah the merino wool is yeah. a um uh you know it's it's real soft, not itchy um you know and they they talk about their sustainability uh responsible sourcing uh You know, they, uh, Mm -hmm. they, and, and I've got, my experience is, is they're a fantastic, fantastic product. I have um, several of them. And unlike a lot of socks where, um, uh, you know, you buy them and, and they're size like nine to 14 for men anyway. And so Mm -hmm. I'm, I, or or a lot of them are nine to 12. Well, I'm a 12. Let me tell you, every sock that I buy that's a nine to 12 is too tight. It was designed for a size 10. (laughs) <laughs> and it and yeah. it stretches to fit me. They have small, medium, large, extra large, and double extra large. And the XL is twelve and a half to fourteen and a half and fits me perfectly.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't want elastic anything because yeah. it's always too tight if you're at the wrong end and it's too loose yeah. when you're at the short end.
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, the, it's not like they have exact shoe sizes, but they're much much closer than typical. Like their small is a five and a half to seven and a half. The medium is an eight to a nine and a half. The large is ten to twelve. The XL is twelve and a half to fourteen and a half, and the double XL is fifteen to seventeen. So I guess Shaquille O'Neal can't buy socks here unless they make them custom. But uh, uh, I think he's a size twenty-two, so they don't quite go that big. You know, they need after double XL they need Shaq.
1: by the way i saw Shaq on tv the other day and almost didn't recognize him the guy has put on so much weight he looks unhealthy
0: yeah he's he's a big man to begin with but yeah he's he's uh he's 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 letting himself go he's pretty heavy Uh, so i think that happens with a lot of athletes at least initially some of them will um some don't ever fix it. But some of them, you know, after, you know, four or five years after retiring, they'll go like, oh, wow, I've let myself go here and I don't feel as good as I used to. Um, yep. but a guy that big, you know, that's gotta be tough on ankles and knees and things too. So he's gotta be careful. I hope he's taking care of himself. Yeah.
1: But, uh, he's a lovable guy. He's done a lot of commercials and stuff
0: that have done yeah. well, but then he's sort of,
1: I, I haven't seen him in commercials lately and I think I yeah. know why they probably told him to lose some weight.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of the times when he's doing commercials, he's doing commercials for businesses that he's, he's invested in.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I
0: saw an interview with him one time, and the guy is a really good businessman. He, he, while he was playing, said he was watching um, one of those guys on, you know, like late-night TV selling the, the Vegematic or something like that. And he just, yeah. he said he said, I decided right then. In fact, he was in college, he said. He says, I decided right then that after my playing years, he says, I can do that. I'm funny. I can be funny. I can be funny, and I can sell stuff, and people will listen to me because I'm entertaining. And so he said, I, "That's yeah. what I'm going to do." And so when he when he retired from the NBA, he went and he found companies, things he liked. Like he loved the um, the, uh, the what was the first doorbell that had the camera in it? That that company I can't remember what, which one it was called, but they got bought out by somebody. He basically bought a big chunk of that company and started doing commercials for them, and they started selling like wildfire. But he he bought one thought it was great and so then he reached out to the owners (laughs) and said hey i want to invest in your company and i'll do commercials and help us all get rich and that's what he did and then they turned around and you know a few years later and ended up selling it to like amazon or google or something like that the ring doorbell that's the one the ring ring Uh, yeah yeah but he's done that with several things now and he's you know he if he says if it's something that he uses and he likes he talks to the people about, hey, I want to buy stock in that or I want to buy some ownership in that, that company and help you guys do even better because you've got a great product. But it's all, all know, based all... on stuff he likes to do. You know, another thing about Shaq, and I know you wanted to say something, but I just want to get this in about him too as a guy that he is. You know, a lot of uh, NBA players go and get deals with, like, Nike and, and uh, Adidas and they make uh, a, a ton of money um, uh, selling two and $300 basketball shoes. One of the things mm-hmm. that, that Shaq did early on – was he he did a deal with uh Walmart and he could, you could get Shaq shoes for less than 50 bucks because Shaq said there's a lot of kids out there who can't afford a 2 or 300 dollar pair of shoes and he says I don't want them Good wanting that and I don't want them thinking that you know they want it so bad that they're going to do something they shouldn't to go get it he said I you know I it's yep. it's he said I want my shoes to be affordable Uh, By the way, he has since, I think, uh, recently, if I'm not mistaken, was part of the group that bought out Reebok, and so he's now part owner of Reebok, and I'm going to bet you, you're going to see Reebok tennis shoes suddenly uh, uh, becoming prominent again, because Reebok got bought out by Adidas a few years back, and they kind of faded away, but I bet you, you're going to see Reebok suddenly becoming one of the primary shoes in the next five to ten years, because of, of Shaq.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I, I just, I, I would bet on it. I wish well. I wish
1: him well. I, wish well. <laughs> I would
0: bet on it. I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were going to say something.
1: I forgot what it was.
0: Now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to get that in about Shaq and the tennis shoes because yeah. I thought that was one of the neatest yeah, things I, I've heard about an athlete doing. Yeah, I, I
1: think he's one of the. My shoes are going to be affordable.
0: Smart, yeah. S-
1: smartest guys uh, that have been in sports. Too, too often, uh, those guys just yeah. got us. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, it was amazing when he was paired with Kobe on a team because Kobe was similar, totally different personality, totally different, you know? And in fact, you knew it was going to be like oil and water because Kobe was like, I'm going to outwork everybody. I'm going to out train everybody. I'm going to be the best at what I do. And Shaq was, I'm going to be really, really good. I'm going to be historically good, but I'm going to have a good time. And if I'm not having a good time, I'm not doing this. And, and so, you know, Shaq was having a good time. And I think that irritated Kobe because Kobe thought that he could work harder. And, you know, I'm glad they sort of made amends before Kobe died. But, yeah. Uh, 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 you know. Yeah. What a shock was that was. Pretty magical. You know, pairing. I
1: don't. I, I guess that's been more than a year ago because I didn't hear that him mentioned in the year-end things. I forgot when it happened, but not that. Doesn't seem like it was that long ago.
0: I'm pretty sure it was like February of 2020. It was like right before COVID hit, wasn't it? It was January well, of 2020. Uh, January 26th. I just looked it up.
1: But, the, but you know, they do these year-end things where they talk about people gone, and I don't right. recall him but, being mentioned.
0: But that would be 2020. It would have been last year, not this year, not 2021.
1: Oh, 2020.
0: Right. Oh, so I got it, you. It, yeah, it was last. So the, 20, the 26th of this year will be the two-year anniversary of his passing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. For, 41 years old. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing was such a shock. Just so unexpected. Yeah. Just yeah. You know, it's
1: it, it's been a terrible year all around for people dying. I mean, a yeah. pandemic and all, and and then these yeah. dang hurricanes and yeah, I don't know. And and just uh, in my parish, my own close knit friends, uh-huh. uh, people that have have gone on the the. Uh, I, I've lost every somebody out of every group that I'm part of. The Knights of Columbus, the pilgrimage groups that I went to, Fatima, the Holy Land, and those kind of things. You know, somebody – and they weren't all older than me either. One of the guys was a retired policeman from Mm – well, I shouldn't say retired. A former policeman from New York City.
0: Yeah. One of the guys was my age.
1: Yeah. Most young uh, loved guy in the parish. The place – the funeral home was – we have a big church and the church was just absolutely full and the interesting thing is is that because i have a scooter because i can't walk i i was paired up with a another fellow who was about my age uh that was in a wheelchair and lo and behold after we after we buried uh uh the young guy the next week we buried the other fellow that that uh was in a wheelchair was my Wheel, yeah, I was in the wheelchair with me. Yeah. So it and it just keeps going on and on and on. Um yep. people
0: buy it. You know? Yeah. And, and I was it's looking not at there was a, a
1: COVID either, you
0: know? Yeah, there was a story in Apple News that I was reading the other day and it was one of those year in retrospective, sort of like who we lost this year. You know, and it showed a picture of each one of them and then like a brief paragraph about who they were and what their big accomplishment was yeah. and you know, and I knew a lot of them. There were some that I didn't know, but um uh I sat for probably, you know, kind of partially watching television. I tend to kind of read while I watch television most of the time. <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, and I, uh, you know, I'm flipping through it, 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 flipping through it. Uh, I finally just, like, put my phone down. I never got to the end of the list because there was just so many people, you know. And there was, you know, there was probably, uh, a, uh, I would say, probably every five or six persons, maybe every ten persons was somebody who died yeah. of COVID. But but uh, most of them weren't, you know, most of them were, uh, you know, accidental deaths, car accident, uh, cancer. There was a lot of cancer, a lot of cancer deaths still, Um, you know. uh, So, yeah. Yeah. You can see why the holidays can be depressing because you sit and look at that. And, you know, and the thing is, is there's a tendency, you know, to to do that at the end of the year. Right. To sit back and say, right. Uh, so what happened this year what was this year about and you know and who did well, we lose right and and that can that can be depressing
1: yep it sure does yeah anyway uh i don't know oh no mom was talk, talking to heidi I, do you remember uh the sherpings yes leo and Marion? yeah well we got a call we got a call from Marion two nights ago, I guess it was, uh, New Year's Day, It was uh-huh. whatever that was. And uh, uh, she was telling us that uh, she had uh, uh, lost Leo last March. Uh-huh. We didn't know that. Oh, and, uh, oh
0: that's sad. Yeah. Anyway,
1: it was her first Christmas without her husband.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was
1: a shocker, too, you know. Yeah. But you kind of lose track of people since we weren't. Uh, I'm not on Facebook and stuff anymore. Mom checks it every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and the other thing is, is that she didn't uh, know how to do most of these electronic things. So she said the first thing she had to worry about was, you know, how to deal with the checkbook through, the, you know, online
0: banking, paying
1: bills and all this stuff. Because Leo did it all, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's typical uh, of most couples, right? One person sort of the one who pays the bills. If that's the yeah. one who goes first, the other one's got to figure out how to do it.
1: Yeah. So anyway, it was uh, just just another one of those things that comes at the end of the year. Mom had sent her sent her a Christmas card, and so she was. Uh, it would have been late to respond to us, but she she didn't have our address, uh, but she uh, still had our old phone number and suspected we'd still have it. So yeah, she called actually my phone number which is
0: yeah. the oldest one. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like anyway. I've had the same cell number for years and years, so kids that I coached 20 years ago, you know, if they call, and every once in a while I'll get a random call from somebody, and it's like, I don't know if you remember me, Coach yeah. Breaker. <laughs> it's fun. I got surprised. It was last year um, I was working with the high school team because they do a fundraiser where they sell Christmas trees. And this woman pulls up in her minivan with her friend and like four or five, you know under 10 year old kids in the back and and she goes oh my gosh coach brinker and i look at her just like sure enough (laughs) girl girl that i had coached you know 15 years ago she's now married and has three kids and was picking up her christmas tree and just happened to be living in that area and so i was like Mm -hmm. cool yeah yeah no in fact you were saying the the loss of you were saying the young guy and i'm going yeah he was my age i remember because we talked about it and then i realized you know i'm no spring chicken now anymore either i <laughs> <laughs> well, i've been i've been texting my girls that this is this is the year where we do the countdown to 60 and i'm now past halfway uh last wednesday was exactly halfway i was uh, 182 days remaining uh to six, to 60 so
1: that's the next big birthday yeah, yeah.
0: I've been I've been getting my brother to buy me beer as a as a countdown to 60 for the whole year. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, if you think that's old, think about your dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, uh I think we're kind of got off the technology. We definitely went off the and technology
0: well. and ta- started talking family stuff. So a lot of people are going to go, I'm not sure that was interesting or not, <laughs> but <laughs> We talked a little bit of tech today. You know, the problem with this time of year is uh, once CES starts up, then we'll start getting some more tech news and interesting things that are happening. But between Christmas and New Year's, there's just not much happening in the tech world, right? So there's a whole bunch of like, uh, here's what happened this year in tech. And then there's a whole bunch of, we think this is going to happen, but it's totally speculative and nobody really knows. And so those kind of articles are like, well, do you really want to talk? I mean, I guess we could talk about it, and it's fun to sometimes take some guesses. I mean, if you had to guess, what's going to be the big new product for Apple, the biggest product for Apple this coming year? I mean, not in terms of sales, biggest splash, because obviously sales is still going to be the iPhone. But if there's some new product they're going to introduce, what do you think it's going to be that's the most interesting?
1: By the way, I, I noticed that there are some articles that I had –
0: you're not going to answer my question, Cindy.
1: <laughs> well, I was I was going to say, say that they didn't get to this email address, and I think was I think they went to your email instead of here because they didn't have your phone number on it.
0: Oh, possibly.
1: So, see, I was I was wondering what happened to some of this. And, oh, yeah. In and fact, I I was,
0: know that's the case because I saw some stuff drop into my email the other day, and I it was like did you sent it like yesterday or the day before.
1: Yeah. 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 And one of them had to do with, uh, products that people thought were going to come late in the year for Apple next year. Now they're, uh, they found out that they're going to probably be out before the mid-year and maybe even earlier. Uh, and so that includes the, the number of phone models. And so the guy was talking about, about that and some of the things that, uh, uh might be on them, uh. And why they, why they might be bringing them out early, and uh-huh. I don't recall the deep, the deal now with that without having it in front of me. But anyway, uh, uh, let's see.
0: So anyway, um, yeah, I was just going to see if you you know if you had um, uh, yeah I don't know where those other articles are, but we've been going for an hour and a half at this point. So, uh, yeah, I think we're probably good, but I was just curious if, you know, you you've read about stuff going on with Apple. I mean, there's been conversations about the goggles coming out, uh, about possibly, obviously they still need a, a larger iMac, the 27 to replace the 27 inch iMac and the Mac pro. Those are not on the M one yet. Uh, they've got a high end, um, Mac Mini that's still on Intel that they haven't moved over to the M1 yet. Um, uh, let's see what else. Yeah, oh, that's, goggles. That's They've been right. talking about goggles. Um, a second generation of, of EarPod Pros is AirPod Pros is supposed to be there. Right.
1: Uh, right. Yeah.
0: So I, what do you th- what do you think? Even... What are you most interested in?
1: I I can't find any of those articles because they weren't they didn't go through my email.
0: Right. I don't have them in my email either, so I don't know where they are. But I'm just saying, I just listed stuff. Don't worry about the articles. Just think about it. Which one, what, what, what most intrigues you? <laughs> um,
1: hmm. the, uh, I, I really wasn't yeah. listening. Well, <laughs> yeah, you were, you were I busy looking longer. for the article. So, well, one of the I'm things that's been rumored see. is
0: these goggles. And while I think the technology is interesting, I don't have much interest in them. I mean, we'll see how they actually are used and what they do, but I mean, essentially, uh, the the virtual virtual reality goggles I have very little interest in, and I think of virtual reality goggles as sort of a a gaming type of thing or a a right. you know virtual travel kind of thing. Whereas the glasses, I think of something like uh, it's information overlays on reality, so I look at those as sort of a watch. Where you, uh, it's not as immersive, but it provides you with the information that you don't have to look around for because it's right and it'll float in front of you. And right. so I think the glasses, which are not rumored for, to be, you know, on the horizon, are much more interesting to me than the. Yeah, um,
1: and they're a couple couple years out, I think. Yeah,
0: I think those are still a ways away. Um, and same thing that you know, the car. That there's, you know, I've heard anywhere but. late 2022 all the way to 2027, you know, so who knows Um, I'm probably not that interested in the car because I don't think I can afford what Apple's going to want to charge for a car you know, uh, as much as it's uh, interesting and something that I might, you know, unless they have one of those deals like we had talked about where it's going to be you know, you rent it for when you need it and then return it when you're not using it kind of thing, uh, it doesn't have that much interest to me uh, personally speaking, speaking, so.
1: speaking of cars, since the advent of the Uber and uh, whatever the other one is that will pick yeah, you Lyft. up, uh, yeah, they before all of that happened or when it first happened, that people thought that that might reduce the total number of, of owned cars in the country. Uh, well. It turns out that, in fact, it stimulated buying more cars. People were buying new cars in order to justify and and, and writing them off as business expenses. <laughs> right. And, uh,
0: and, and then being and an use, Uber driver. And
1: using them to haul people as, as often as they could, you know, as, as they called, but it, didn't, but it wasn't enough to really make a business out of it. Right. But a lot of people jumped into that and, and it actually sold more cars, which probably damaged the environment more than helped it. Yeah. So it was bemoaning the, the fact that uh, the, the goal uh, was not only not achieved, it was probably damaged. <laughs> it went the wrong way. Yeah. You know? And you never know when you introduce new technology just what, you know, how it's going to come out.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, absolutely you know it's it's so, it's the unintended consequences right that's what yeah, uh, the real, economists the are, real are cons- studying that right they try to help you <laughs> help you understand that
1: yeah the real concern you have is whether you want to get in a car with a stranger you know
0: right yeah i tell you the first couple times i i, I don't uber often but the couple times that i've done it it uh, every time i do it there's just this little little thing in the pit of my stomach that goes i hope this doesn't get weird and it's something that seems to be happening well enough. And these guys are, you know, the companies know who each person is, and they're the ones who can track who's in the car at any given point in time. So it's not like you're uh, going to disappear into somewhere. Quite frankly, the person driving is the one who's probably got more to fear than the person getting the ride. The, there's been more drivers attacked than the other way around, I think. Yeah. But, uh, is that right? Yeah. But either way, you know, it's it's, it's a little nerve-wracking. It's, it's, it's sort of like... Um, uh, systemic hitchhiking, right? It's it's yeah. it's kind of like that. It it's weird.
1: Oh, and the other thing in that article is it seems to have hurt the bus business in some 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 cities. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could take a car, people thought, "Oh, that would be better than a dang bus," right? Yeah. For no for very little difference in cost, I I don't know how much difference, but uh, Of course, buses never picked you up at your home either. Right, but if you but if you live close enough to the to the busway, you might still call a car. See,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I've used it a couple times where like I've taken a car or taken a uh, uh, my car in to get worked on or something, and then Ubered home. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's you know it, it it's it has its place and and it's and it's handy and it works better than um, than you know a cab. I mean, it's no more safe or less safe than taking a cab, I think, probably, you know. In fact, a lot of yeah. the guys that are doing Uber were cab drivers.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: You know, um, I don't know. I don't know but, the statistics on it, so I'm just saying this is sort of my gut feeling. There's no, no <laughs> no uh, like, legitimacy to anything I've said here that I can, like, go back yeah. and prove.
1: I, I I've thought about it for myself, though. I said, you know, uh, as I get to where I can't drive anymore, would I really take those things? And, and I'm not sure if I would, I'd probably, uh, where it's possible, have somebody actually deliver what I want to my home and not even go out. Yeah. You know, I mean, because, because that became a, uh, a thing that's continued even though, uh, COVID maybe has settled out a little bit. Uh, but there's still home delivery. Although I've, I've just uh, decided that I like to go out and, pick up the groceries at least i go on parking in a parking lot you know? yeah and
0: then they bring it out i think that's really become a kind of a new model I, a lot of people have gone to that for a very variety of things um, i've used yeah. it picking up stuff at home depot several times and i've looked inside you know i go into the, i i literally went into the store one time to get something looked at the line to check out turned around walked back out to my car and ordered it and and then came came back <laughs> later because it takes them a little while to go get it and I didn't want to wait. But I came back a little bit later yeah. and just said, okay, I'm here. And they brought it out to my car and I drove away. And I was like, that was so much easier. And I think you're going to see more yeah. and more places do that. I wonder if we're going to see stores start to do things sort of like um, – remember the best store where they had a showroom and you'd walk around and then you'd fill out on a piece of paper the item number and what Watch how many road, you wanted? Yeah. And you handed it to somebody, right. and they stuck it up in a little air tube, and then somebody upstairs would put it on a conveyor belt, and it would drop down by the cash register, and you'd pay for it and leave. And it was like a – they were like a home store. They had lamps and lighting and, and things like that.
1: Yeah, the idea was just a showroom, and then there was a – then the other stuff just came automatically out of the uh,
0: right storage area. Yeah, and I can see them going to something like that, you know, where where – they do it, and and then instead of you know you waiting in the store for it to drop down or them you know paying for it there, that you've already paid for it in your app, and they just walk it out to your car from from there, you know, um, well, you know well, they don't I even hope, need the showroom I hope, anymore.
1: I, I hope that the, that they improve yeah. the just the digital uh, online shopping. Uh-huh. I mean, t- to me, if 3D makes that better, then fine. Uh, I don't know that it will, but whatever uh, uh-huh. i wish there'd, there'd be a standard model for it as like a cash register is always at the front of the store there's certain things that made it easy right. and because it was the same but you go to every different store here they all have their own front end to learn yeah. you know that that's different i mean at least amongst the grocery stores and we have five of them within you know less than a mile from my place so I get to see all the differences, and uh, some of them are horrid, and others, none of them are good, in my opinion. For what? Uh, online shopping. Really? Uh, the best one is the one that keeps my previous orders, so so that I, I can shop by starting with what I have previously ordered, and then say I want you know two or three more of these, or two or three more of these. Amazon. But they're still but there's still ro- uh, annoyances there. Uh, I don't have an Amazon store close to me.
0: Oh, no, I'm talking about just Amazon, they bring it to your house.
1: <laughs> oh, if I were having it delivered. Yeah. Yeah, they-
0: yeah there I'm aren't sure I don't they- know that there are Amazon stores, although quite frankly, there's a whole bunch of places now that have Amazon lockers. In fact, uh, I was traveling, I think I started the show saying I was traveling, uh, you know, down the Highway 5. I, a lot of gas stations have Amazon lockers in them. So you can order something, and they'll just put it in a locker. And then when it's there, they'll send you the pin code. You drive over and do a beep, boop, beep, beep, and open the locker and pick up your thing. Um, yeah. uh, I think that you're going to start seeing Amazon do more and more of that kind of thing. And even, like, where they've got their warehouses located, they'll have a, a drive-in and pickup. So it's like you don't have to wait for it to be delivered to you. If we've got it at the warehouse, you can just drive over and pick it up in in an hour. It's there, you know. Hmm. Place your order and then go pick it up there. I think that, you know, that's where Amazon's going to push back against some of that.
1: Well, Amazon things are so far away from you know the big warehouses. The big warehouses, the big warehouses but what that. you
0: don't know is that probably within a mile of your house, they have a distribution center, a smaller one. That they they bring yeah. a big truck from the main warehouse there, and then they then they they sort everything onto the trucks that then drive around to your neighborhoods in your neighborhood. I bet you that you've got something that's that's a fairly large place, or at least a place where they they could you know put things pretty quickly and easily, and they probably have trucks coming and going all day long there. Yeah, I I think well, you'd be surprised.
1: Mar- if... fresh market or market fresh or whatever, one of those belongs to uh, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon but, yeah
0: Amazon bought out that one uh, chain, yeah, the grocery store chain.
1: Yeah, they, they have one of those in Cornelius. So yeah. We used to be closer to it.
0: But. Yeah. Have you ever go- gone there? Because before Amazon bought it, their sort of MO was, we have lots of good stuff, but it were really expensive. And my understanding was uh, Amazon I, was supposed to make them more competitive.
1: I, I went there and, and hated it because the aisles were too small.
0: Ah. They didn't, yeah. you know, it was just, they wanted it to be it couldn't quaint. It could handle a crowd. It was your yeah, neighborhood couldn't grocery. Handle crowd. Right.
1: You know? So, anyway, I didn't like it at all. didn't feel comfortable there. And Amazon owned it then, but it
2: was By then. By early yeah. in
0: there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, Interesting. Yeah, that's one thing so, about grocery anyway. stores is as they've become more modern, they've made them, you know, bigger, wider aisles for people to get around in all grocery stores have kind of moved that way, you know, Yeah, grocery stores. Even when I I was a kid, they were smaller and the aisles were tighter.
1: And the other disadvantage for me is, well, I don't generally go in them anymore, but invariably I have to stand up and with my scooter. That's, that's tough, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Getting things off the shelf and stuff is difficult when you, when you're, you know, unsteady on your feet, they're not really, uh, people with disability friendly grocery stores are not you know because everything because they they go vertical right they stack stuff up even even if you're not a tall person you know i i I have more than one time because i mean i'm i'm a little over six foot i have more than one time been walking through a grocery store and seen somebody trying to reach something off of the top shelf and, and gotten it for them and handed it to them you know, yeah. because they're like, well, they're tiptoeing, tippy-toe and struggling in balance. <laughs> you know, like, I can't reach yeah. this stupid thing.
1: Yeah, before my problem, people used to ask me, Would, could you get that for me? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're a little taller than I am. And so it's like, you know, we could reach the top shelf generally without any trouble. But, but uh, right. you know, there's a lot of people who – and you didn't have to be a lot shorter than me to – to you know, it's like it was not a short reach. You know, if, if you're very much shorter than me, you were going to be reaching – and you know like my wife's a foot shorter than me. She's no way getting something <laughs> off the top shelf. It just ain't going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: they they've gotten way too high. I mean, some of them are a stretch for me.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I'm looking at the uh, darn tough site and you can so- you can search by, you know, dress socks, compression socks, new socks, best selling socks. You can search by activity, running, hiking, athletics, snowboarding, hunting. You can search by height of the sock. You know, the no-show socks, quarter socks, micro-crew, crew, boot socks, over-the-calf socks. I want them to search by size. Just show me what you have in stock that's my size. <laughs> they don't have that. You
1: know, <laughs> you, you know the way I thought these sites should read is is there should be a place where you can keep stored on your own computer
0: right, uh,
1: all of your sizes for whatever thing you want. Yeah, for you and, or for family you push members. push this button, and everybody knows how to read this thing so they know what to show you. Right. And... and, and yeah. In there, it says that I'm a male. Don't show me a bunch of female stuff. Now, that doesn't right. mean that I don't want to to uh, search for women's stuff. Once you're there, you should be able to change something if you want to look for right. your wife's stuff.
0: You know? Exactly. If you've or got whatever. a family member, you should be able to shop for them, too. But you know, Amazon I, does that for cars. I have my cars listed at Amazon, so if I want to buy something for a car... Um, it'll tell me whether it fits the vehicle that I have selected, and if I don't, if you know, if I have the wrong vehicle selected, I go out and pick my other one. But it remembers my cars, mm-hmm. and so if I'm buying, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something. You know, windshield wipers. Well, each of my cars has different yeah. size windshield wipers, and so I can order windshield wipers and get them, and I know which vehicle they fit.
1: Yeah, that, to me, that's that's a sensible thing to do for clothing. Yeah, you know.
0: uh, Yeah, now I've not really really bought a whole lot of clothing from Amazon, so I don't know they might do that, but I. But the thing is, is like, you know, when I do a search, don't show me things that are sold out in my size. I don't want to know that you. And the problem is, you don't even know it until you've like gone through the search, clicked on the item, and then. Yeah, but it's it's like you know you're you're four clicks into it before you even know that they don't have your size. Right. It's like, well, crap. Now I got to, you know, back out to where the the original list was and look at something else, and then click on the click on the item, then click on the uh, the selected color, then click on the size. Oh shoot, they're out of my size in this one too. Back out, back out, back out, back to the list. Scroll down, find another one, some other brand. Click on that one. Okay, they've got the color, they've got the size. Good, I can buy that one. It's like, why did you show me the ones that I can't buy? You know my size.
1: your
0: time. I've bought them before. You know what size I wear.
1: You know, just, yeah uh, there's there's a evolution needs to take place i yeah. tried to model a store by putting it on an ipad that's right. not what that's not what i'm buying this is this is my store it be be a little innovative here and and use it the way it should
0: be used but yeah. uh, i don't know nobody's doing
1: it right yet. yeah yeah
0: so. yeah they're getting close they're getting better you know something I wish that they had would go, to go back to tech? I realized this the other day because I do this all the time. In Apple's Messages app, when I type something, very often it will uh, it will auto-correct something as I'm typing. So I didn't see it. I type in one thing, think I got that. And then as I keep typing, it changes what I got to what it thinks I, sh- I tried to type because I mistyped a, by a letter or something. Especially Mm -hmm. if you type the first letter wrong. If I type the first letter wrong, it'll auto-correct it to the wrong word almost all the time. Um, Then I hit send. And then I look at it, and it's like, oh, crap, I wanted to fix that. I wish that when I hit send, it would pop up like it was sent, but in the corner, there'd be a little bubble going, uh, uh, you know, stop this before, you know, and then have a little thing going, five, four, three, two, one, then it's gone. Yeah. In other words, my tendency, the way I use this, and I've talked to other people, I'm not the only one. After I hit send, I then glance at it again, and that's when I find that it has now changed a word to the wrong word, and now what I said sounds stupid. And yes, I could just slow down and type fast uh, and be more careful, but uh, you know, I'm a human being. Make the stupid yeah. software work the way I want. Um, you know who does that in their email app is Gmail. If you go to Gmail and you hit send on an email, It'll, a little thing pops up on the left and says, uh, you know, uh, unsend. And it stays there for about five seconds. So you can suck it back if after you hit send, you see something that, like, oh, shoot, I didn't want to go then yet. Or if you accidentally hit send.
1: You know? I, I saw where where somebody in the social media business, and I don't, don't know who they were, uh, has built a, a system like that so that you can unsend. Yeah. And. What it amounts to is they didn't send
0: it yet, right? You know, yeah. They just—they're just, just holding it. they are just holding it, you know. And what they—in my mind, what they should do on on iMessage is what I would love to see is. I can set that anywhere from zero to 10 seconds. So if I don't want to use it, I just, the, and the default is zero. So you hit send and it goes, Yeah. but, but so nothing changes in the way it works right now for anybody, but for somebody who wants to, you can set it somewhere between five and 10 seconds because we all react hey, slightly if you, differently.
1: If, if every time you sent something that you had to wait 10 seconds, you, you uh, might feel up, get, you know, like you are wasting your time.
0: No, because the person <laughs> the person at the other end doesn't know. I mean, half the time when you send a text or a message, it takes them ten to fifteen seconds to get it anyway. So you don't know how long it's yeah. taking or exactly when the person hit the button. Ten seconds is not going to change anything, other than give me a check a, a chance to look and see. You know, oh shoot, that changed. Um, you know, apple to 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 crap. And so you know, I had a crap for lunch instead of I had an apple for lunch. Um, yeah. you know, those are different meanings. <laughs> you know, that's significant. <laughs> um, I didn't have a crap for lunch. I had an apple. Um, you know, yeah. and and if you if you type the first letter wrong, very often, I mean, it almost always gets it wrong. If you type the first letter right, then it, its guesses get much oh, yeah. better. But if you type the first letter I... of a word wrong, then it just throws off the auto replace completely, and um, and so it's to me um the the idea of having being able to say i want a little bit of a pause or a, or a call it double check you know oh, except that's probably you know the, who's a discount double check people the commercial they'd probably say they own the right to double check but you know it's that's what it is is it's just like you know a, a, a double check you know you hit send and then you look at it and you go oh shoot and it just give me a little bit of a chance you know and i can set it i can make it five seconds i can make it three seconds because some people just a quick glance and they'll be able to get it others yeah. you know a little slower might want more time, so make it variable, you know. But you don't need more than ten seconds. And if you do nothing, even if you close your phone, ten seconds later it goes, or three seconds later it goes, you know. Yeah. But if I tap the text, it should then let me edit it again. And if it, if I go ahead and tap the bu- the bubble, then it'll send it immediately, you know. The countdown. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm on the darn tough site right now. Yeah. And at the and at the bottom, I noticed military first responder medical discount. There you so go. I pushed it. Now, instead of at checkout where I could just push a discount button or something or identify myself in a permanent way, mm-hmm. what they do is they give you a code that I need to remember until I get to the checkout.
0: Yeah, but the code is real tough. It's darn tough.
1: Is that what it is? <laughs> well, every one of yeah. us has a different code, and they tell you if it's a one-time deal. You know.
0: Yeah. Thanks for your service. Use this code to receive a twenty percent discount on your order. Darn tough. That's the code. It's tricky.
1: Oh, I didn't put. I didn't say get a code. I guess I could.
0: Yeah, I clicked on it.
1: Oh, you did. Oh, now the military verification. They want me to fill it out. Okay, so that's yeah. that's what they
0: want. Yeah. Well, they don't want 20%. people ripping them off, taking taking advantage yeah. of something they're doing for for for. Uh, people who have served. I like it. it. Includes teachers and medical people as well. You know yeah. Th- yeah. they're they're supporting they're supporting people doing honorable things and I like that. That's good. And again yeah, I like I like good. that they're made in America. I like that they literally have a lifetime guarantee, no ands, ifs or buts about it. Uh, you know. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who would say, you know, that's okay. I, I like your company so much. I want you to I want you guys to do well when my socks eventually do wear out. Um, I'll just buy a new pair. I, I bet there's people who do that. You sure. Know, uh, just saying, you know, well, I want and to giving games.
1: programs that they support yeah. other things, you know, too. Yeah. So, there, so there's a lot
0: of stores yeah. that do that. Yeah, they're expensive socks. They are. I mean, $20 to $30 for a pair of socks is a lot. But you know, if you buy yourself mm-hmm. one pair every few months, you can then eventually, you know, throw out all the cheap, crappy socks you've got, and then you'll have some really good quality socks. They're they're literally the wool. Wool is one of those things where it's like in the summer it breathes and it's comfortable. In the in the winter, it's warm and it's comfortable. It's just you know, yeah. uh, it's the right right uh, way to make a sock, I think. And these guys make good ones. Well,
1: you see, Todd, I'm in a dilemma. I'm, I have foot problems, and I'm being served for those problems by the VA. And every time I go there, they give me more socks.
0: Yeah. Well, you're getting, fr- <laughs> you're getting free socks, you know, and they're being replaced regularly. And if, you know, they're cheap, crappy socks, they probably need to be replaced regularly, which is fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're 100% cotton. Yeah. They're fluffy. All, well, all you white. Know, I, wear, I wear white socks.
0: Here's to, uh, you know, American socks, right? probably yep. VA's probably giving you, you know, eight, uh foreign made socks. Uh but uh you know, if you need the little bit of compression, you get the over the calf socks. They sell over the calf socks. Oh, here you go. They've got the men's captain stripe over the uh, over the calf lightweight sock. It's red, white and blue with stars and stripes. That's what the VA should be giving away. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're talking uh, sock
0: tech. Welcome to sock tech 2022. I, <laughs> I had to throw the right. I had to throw the two in there. 2022. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, over
1: one million meals donated. See, it's not just.
0: Oh, see, these guys just do all kinds uh, of good stuff by overcharging you for socks. Yeah. But uh, good socks. Oh, they sell hats. Oh, they're just baseball caps that say "Darn Tough" on them. Where'd you find that? Oh, uh, when you, yeah, when you go up to their menu and float over men or something on the right hand side, they have apparel and gift cards, and they sell T-shirts and hats. But that's just swag type stuff. It's not like a nice wool cap. I thought they might have like wool ski hats. You know, Mm. that to me was like, oh, hats. That might be, you know, nice wool wool beanie. That would be awesome. But no. Find a
1: store.
0: You can go to a store and buy them. No got. Yeah. No, I'm sure that you can buy them too. They're just. Anyway, Uh, enough about the darn tough people. You know, you want some good socks. Go check out darn tough.
1: Uh, REI.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. REI sells that kind of stuff. And they've got good hiking camp. Like I said, I actually heard about them. I was reading about um, camping gear and hiking gear. And people there Uh were just like, you know, hands down, go get darn tough socks if you get into hiking cuz they're comfortable they keep yeah. your feet comfortable and uh and you you can't you know you can't go wrong if if anything ever happens you just call them up and they'll send you a new pair so
1: yeah well, it was a great outdoor is the closest one to me
0: so this uh Provision. indoor this indoor aquaponic garden thing that the link that I sent you to just scrolling yeah. down to the comments that people made, and there's a fair number of people who said that they were not happy with it because the the little pump that circulates the water basically yeah. sucked the, sucked their fish to it and killed the fish. <laughs> oh,
2: Se- seems like a design flaw.
0: seems like a design flaw if you're killing <laughs> killing half of the symbiotic relationship. Yeah, they're saying that like uh, <laughs> it's a it's a beta fish and they've got those those long flowy uh, fins and yeah. and the fins get sucked in so you so you need to have like a little like um uh fence around the where the pump sucks in the water to keep the fish away from it.
1: Well, you'd think they'd have done that.
0: Yeah, you would think that would be part of the design, but uh hey. What the heck?
1: You get to watch it kill the kids' fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh. one guy says
0: I had it 2 days and then my 8-year-old woke up to a fish stuck to the to the pump dead at the bottom of the tank. I'm <laughs> Like great. Oh, no, something to be aware of. I wonder if they've adjusted their design or if not, boy, I would be looking for some like uh like probably screen door material or something to put like you know around it to keep the fish yeah you're, read,
1: you're you're you 're reading the uh comments here,
0: yeah, comments and reviews i'm like huh <laughs> seems to me they've got a problem when more than one person is saying that their their device killed the fish, so hmm.
2: Uh, although the one person so all the
0: time. one person had a rebuttal saying that um, nine times out of ten, you had a sick fish to begin with. And they said, you know, clean your tank and then get a new fish and you're probably going to be fine. So, yeah. you know, and a whole bunch of people gave it five stars, too. So I wonder how much they got paid. <laughs> I, I'm teasing, you know, although that's been a problem on Amazon. Talk about tech problems. You know, it's like people say check yeah. the, the reviews, but. But uh, And they're getting much better. Some of the reviews used to be real obvious. You could read, like, there'd be 10 reviews in a row where they were clearly typing off the same script and just changed the names, you know? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Now, they're getting much better at faking stuff. And I have no idea that they're, you know, I I have no reason to believe these guys have fake reviews. I mean, there's 1,200 reviews on this thing, and it's still four and a half stars, so that's pretty good uh, when you get, you know, you know, if you had hundred reviews, I might question that, or 50 reviews. But, you know, when you're talking close to 1,300 reviews, um, it's like, okay, there's probably reason. Yeah, right below the one you read, use it use says
1: nitrogen it. cycle never starts and fish will die.
0: <laughs> huh. Huh. Got to get them plants a going, huh? I'm sure yeah. like anything else, it's not brainless. You got to spend a little time to uh, to manage your garden and your mm-hmm. fish, right? So, well, you think yeah. we're done?
1: I think maybe we
0: are. We've gone over two hours. Which, this is literally our longest show ever. Of course, there was a huge segue into stuff going on with our family that had nothing to do with tech. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, we kind of
1: forgot about it. We were just having a good time.
0: Yeah, well, it was, It's it, like we said, it's kind of the season of little tech. But I'm betting that between now and next week, uh, CES kicks off, uh, assuming that it doesn't all shut down in a giant, a giant uh, COVID outbreak. We'll um, uh, we'll have something to talk about. So, be interesting to see what yeah. the trends are and sort of what the hot new technology is that pops up. Um, so time will yeah, tell. Yeah, people
1: are always thinking, and yeah. inventing, and stuff.
0: I remember I saw my first thumb drive ever at I think it was Comdex. It wasn't CES, but first time they were coming, it was two hundred and fifty dollars, and I think it had um, like thirty-two k. Of Memory <laughs> didn't even have a megabyte of memory on it, but i looked I looked at it and it was like that's the coolest thing ever. It was about the same size as a floppy disk as a, so it was probably seven hundred k it was less than a megabyte seven twenty I think it was the same as a seven twenty floppy disk uh or maybe that was, even always back- a, that,
1: was, that was always just a fascinating time you know if there's an excuse to spend some time together and yeah, you know not just go to the show but go go out and eat and mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Yeah, no, it was a fun experience, and it's a it's an interesting city to go visit because, like you said, always lots of food and stuff. And we usually did a little bit both sides of that. We we get the uh, the dollar hot dog and beer, and then we would also go to like a nicer place to sit down. Well, tell uh, me,
1: I forgot now. What what was that place that you we used to always go eat at that we had to go?
0: Oh, uh, it was Memphis Barbecue, and they are they're out of business. Memphis Barbecue,
1: that's what it was.
0: They are no that's longer with I mean, us. They have closed they, their doors. They closed up. huh? Yep. COVID killed him. COVID killed him. Now, Mike Mills – oh, in fact, I've got news for that. The guy who founded the place was Mike Mills. He was the championship barbecuer, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And he uh, moved to Ohio, and he had a partner that was running Memphis Barbecue. And Memphis Barbecue shut down. But when he moved to Ohio, he opened two more restaurants. Uh, I think it's called 17th Street Barbecue. Uh, and he runs it with his daughter, and I think one of his sons used to be involved. I don't know if he still is. But anyway, um, I was thinking about them recently because I had gone through Las Vegas recently and was missing my barbecue place, and and I remembered that they still had the, the place in Ohio, and you can order their barbecue sauce and their Magic Dust dry rub from them if you want, yeah. uh, so you can still get it. It's just not called Memphis Barbecue anymore. It's called 17th Street Barbecue. Unfortunately, when I went to go look, I also found it that Mike Mills passed away the 27th of this year, 27th of December, rather, 27th of last oh, year. Oh, sure. Yeah, so literally like a week ago he died. Um, mm. was, yeah, apparently he had cancer, and so uh, at least that's what oh, I, I believe I read. Don't hold me to that. but uh, So his daughter is still running the place, and obviously they're still running the same recipes and stuff, but Mike Mills is no longer with us. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, it turns out that uh, sort of my favorite pizza place here that was make, makes uh, pizzas, at least pepperoni pizzas, yeah. comparable to the ones that you got me when we were out there last time. I think it was we talked about it. Uh, is from Ohio. Yeah. Anyway, the and and his brother runs the store in Ohio, and he came back here and opened a place called Pedrinas, Pedrinos, Pedronos, oh uh-huh. like that. And he gets his pepperoni still from the store in Ohio because they make it themselves. Anyway, it curls up, you know, as you cook it, and it's great pepperoni. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I usually go order an extra large, which is the biggest one. Mom and I eat half, half of it maybe, and then we have enough we can throw in the freezer and warm up for, the, for another meal. Mm-hmm. We pretty much do that with everything we we buy when we go out. We bring stuff home and have it again.
0: Yeah. Now it's you when you can get good food, it's always, you know, it's always fun to to have access to to, you know, a place that you really like. It's sort of like uh, Ancho's here near where I live is uh, you know, it's Ancho's Southwest Grill and so it's not just Mexican food. They cook everything over mesquite wood. And it just, it, everything is smoky and good and delicious and probably not incredibly healthy. But um, they make a, a, a grilled, skewered shrimp that I just love. Camarones alambres. Uh, you know, if something happened to them. I was glad that they survived COVID. In fact, talking to uh, to uh, one of their co-owners, there's two guys that, uh, well, I guess uh, uh, Jose Retired, so I don't know if he's still involved with it at all. But Dean was there, and uh, he said that they did great over the thing. In fact, they kept their entire wait staff on, on the salary because they were doing uh, food prep for pickup, and so their business for people calling them and picking up food to take home. And I know we did it several times because I didn't want to see them go away. So you know, we would like say, well, let's let's make sure we go to Ancho's at least once once a month to make sure that they're still getting business. And you know, I mean, once a month isn't going to help, but if everybody does that, that'd be fine. And obviously, they were, so they're still here. So yeah, it says he died uh he died on the 29th not the 27th Mike Mills and it was a non-covid related health issue is what they they said. Um and huh. so uh but his his daughter and, well, his I'm daughter Amy you. is still doing it. 7th street, 17th street barbecue uh is uh let's see where are they located? Uh probably on 17th street somewhere. Um one of the Yeah. Let me see if I can find uh their location. Of course, the front page is now a a, a big uh, sort of like memorial to him, which is great. Um, when I went to it the other day, it had happened so quickly that they hadn't updated their website. I just found a news story talking about the fact that he was not there. Uh, let's see. I don't. They don't have their said- address. You can get food for takeout, but then there's they don't have an address to tell you where they're at. I suppose if you live nearby. Uh, you would know. Let's see.
1: Yeah, it says uh
0: they in have the world of
1: barbecue champion pitmaster Mike Mills is affectionately known as uh, the legend.
0: Right. He's on this is weird. Thirty second North Seventeenth Street in Murfreesboro, Illinois. Wow. And I Wonder believe where that is. Yeah, they actually have two restaurants, unless they closed one of them because of, you know, uh business or whatever but uh uh Murfreesboro illinois is um is oops there we go so it is whew uh about about 50 miles southeast of st louis missouri
2: oh okay
0: so it's southeast of st louis missouri and down close to memphis there
1: huh um that's where it's,
0: i learned it, so. it's it's halfway between memphis and say well it's a little bit closer to memphis than chicago uh, but it's it's still quite a ways it's it's probably 130 miles from memphis yeah no in fact the last time i visited you guys i actually went to um Uh, I I checked on the map to say, well, how long would it take me to go over there to get some barbecue? Because no no disrespect to North Carolina, but I still haven't had any barbecue there that I thought was as good as his. (laughs) (laughs) And since I can't go to Las Vegas to get it anymore, darn it. um, Yeah. I now. um, Marion, I think they've also got a a store in Marion, Illinois. Is that right? Uh Marion?
1: Got a picture of him in this one. This article looked like a nice guy,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I have no idea how what he was like personally, but boy, I I loved his the the product of his work was uh, yeah, pretty phenomenal barbecue. It says,
1: I, I, I just moved this page and up pops a menu and it says, place an online order. Order from Marion or order from Murfreesboro.
0: Right. Okay. So Marion, I was right. Uh, so yeah. uh, so there's do... two
1: two locations. And
0: they,
1: if I ordered from either one of them, it'd probably take a little longer to get here. Huh?
0: <laughs> I suspect you have to come pick it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I suspect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Whoops. One of my
0: ear pods uh, just died. The yeah. other one's okay. 10%. And Marion so is I'm a little bit. I'm going to say big, goodbye. Okay. Well, I was going to say Marion, Illinois from, from, uh, from Charlotte. Let's see. From Charlotte, North Carolina to Marion uh, is, let's see, it's nine-hour drive. <laughs> That's a bit far. Yeah. It's, it's It's 600 miles. Yep. Six hundred miles from your house to some really really especially, good barbecue. Especially
1: since, especially since I have City Barbecue, which is less than a mile, right a half mile from me. Right, but and, and, and as I said, I have been. It smells to, the same when I walk in the door.
0: I have been to City Barbecue. It is good. It is not as good as his. I'm sorry, but it yeah. is. It was good. But is his so much better that I'm willing to drive nine hours and six hundred miles? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not gonna do it. Not driving nine yeah, hours. Yeah, I hope.
1: I hope the city barbecue stays around there because I still, I'm yeah. not a real barbecue fan.
0: I am. I, I and like I'm with you. A- There's a, that's the best one you got that, that one is that's the best one I've had since I, since I've been traveling and visiting there. And I'm with you. They're good stuff. Um, and I like a good barbecue, but, uh, but he's still, uh, the, the best barbecue I've ever had was at, at Memphis championship barbecue and 17th street barbecue is the same stuff. Cause that's the same guy. And, uh, yeah. So if I'm ever somewhere in the vicinity of, you know, Southern Illinois uh, or the surrounding area, I would probably say it's worth, you know, an hour or two to sidetrack out of the way to visit and have that barbecue. But mm-hmm. odds of that are slim. And at least I can't think of a reason I would be over there. You know, uh, I mean, I guess if I was in St. Louis and it's an hour away, I might, you know, if I was visiting somebody in St. Louis, but I don't know of anybody that I even know in St. Louis. So um you know, did you have a sister yeah. that lives outside of St. Louis somewhere? Uh, no. I thought Jean and Pete. Oh, she, she lives.
1: Well, she used to live just uh, north of Kansas City. But ah, she's Kansas now City. down in Springfield, Springfield, which is uh, south central. She's not too far from uh, uh, what's the place that, that people go to in Missouri for entertainment. Uh, anyway.
0: Branson. Branson. It's a.
1: Branson,
0: yeah, that's just south of them. Yeah, so she's she's quite a ways away.
1: Yeah.
0: Nowhere near so. barbecue. So that, the point being, <laughs> there's no reason for me to ever be in that part of the country right now other than barbecue, and it's a long, long drive to get to barbecue. There's lots of good barbecue between here and there. Um, there's a really yeah. good barbecue place uh, that's also a brew pub up in uh, Sacramento that I've been to with uh, my daughter. That was really, really yummy. So, hmm. so lots of good barbecue to be had. I say they're all a little different. Enjoy them all. Enjoy the barbecue. So.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Well, all right. Time to go. You your your day. your ears are dead and, and it's time to move on. So um, yeah. have a great time, everybody. We'll be back again next week uh, after having taken last week off for the New Year's holiday. Um, so hopefully we'll have some stuff to talk about In terms of technology next week If you enjoy this or you enjoy just hearing us Ramble on, we do it in other formats too Or at least I do uh, Two for Brew and uh, Two Minute Tech Are podcasts that are available on the Shack Bat Network You can get them on Spotify And your favorite podcast player anywhere We hope that you listen in Thank you so much for joining us Goodbye Bye bye